G'day folks, it's Will here. Uh, okay, so this episode with Daniel Sloss, one of my favourite guests, you know I always love having Daniel Sloss on the show. Uh, he did Conan again, fifth time doing Conan uh, recently, you can check that out online uh, and of course... Uh, if you are going to the Edinburgh Fringe Festival, he's going to be there, dominating as he always does. And uh, check him out all around the world. He's going to be, well, I mean, he's a superstar now. But he's going to be future superstar as well. And I love having him on the podcast, as you probably know from listening. He's one of my favorite guests and somebody that I just like having conversations with and catching up with uh, wherever we are in the world, despite our age difference and, you know, often actually hilarious difference of opinions on things i love the passionate nature that he brings to his comedy and to his life and uh you know he's a strive for intelligence and you know for plain speaking and you know to be confrontational but to live life to its fullest and all those sort of things so uh again uh always a pleasure to have him on let him know if you enjoy the podcast tweet his mum you know online dr les sloss i always like to follow her on twitter uh she's always brilliant so uh do that uh but here at the top i've got a cup of tea so maybe this will take a while hopefully it won't maybe i'll say that and it'll be shorter than usual i normally say it'll be anyway whatever let's move on cup of tea mid-afternoon i'm doing uh, loading a few of these in advance uh so if i'm not reflecting something topical that has happened that everybody else is talking about that is because uh of australia's shitty internet uh i am here in la for another five days and i have a few faux fops that i've already recorded up my sleeve so i'm going to do an intro for each of them and i'm going to preload them uh, for a couple of reasons. Firstly, because Australia has terrible internet and it would take me hours and hours and hours longer to do it in Australia. So it's quicker for me to do it here. Secondly, um, I can just load them all up and then I'll just put them on a little regular thing where they'll come out every Friday. And that means at least for like uh, five weeks or something, I don't have to worry about that. And I can just worry about Tofop and uh, Two Guys, One Cup and hopefully getting back into philosophy. <laughs> so uh, speaking of podcasts, here's what I'm here to plug today. Uh, LA Podcast Festival. Uh, I've been very lucky to be involved in this festival uh, since the very first year where I was a guest on the uh, Walk in the Room show. And uh, you've heard me talk about it before, but it is honestly one of the best things. It's just one of the best things. You know, if you like podcasts, and hopefully that's why you're here, you like podcasts, uh, and you have access or the ability to get to the LA Podcast Festival, get there. It's just the most fun. Like it's, I I have been like so upset the last couple of years because it's fallen during uh, when we're taping Gruen and it'll do that again this year. So basically what that means for my week is we tape Gruen on a Tuesday night and then on the Wednesday I get on a plane to the US and I uh, get over here and I get to see my apartment for a couple of days. Uh, the festival starts on the Friday night and I normally go down and uh, last year I did walk in the room on the Friday night and then uh, we had our show on the Saturday and then I flew out again on the Saturday night to get me back in uh, Australia for Monday morning to get to my Gruen meeting. So it's crazy, but we do that uh, because we love it and we love being involved in it and it's an absolute pleasure to be involved in it again. Uh, Charlie and I both coming over for it plus a range of faux fop guests will play another edition of uh, How Will Do You Know Charlie? That was where it was born last year at the podcast festival. You can hear that episode uh, if you would like to. Go back and find that one if you've not heard it before. Uh, and we played it, of course, live at our big one during the Melbourne International Comedy Festival, which was posted not that long ago. So if you haven't heard the live one from the Melbourne Comedy Festival, listen to that and see how fun our live shows can be. So... Uh, <clears throat> If you can't make it to the festival, well, okay, firstly, if you can make it to the festival and you want to make it to the festival, 
you got to make that decision now. The festival is September 23rd to 25th this year, but here's the thing. It's about to sell out. Uh, they've sold more tickets already than they've sold previously ever. Okay, so that's that's a pretty good start to know how well it's going this year. You want to be involved in this. You want to be part of this. They're going to probably have to move to a bigger venue next year. So you want to be there while it's at uh, the Sofitel. Uh, so book a ticket if you are able to get there and come along. Uh, brilliant shows. Like so many good shows. Okay, look, here's some, uh, here's some shows that are on. Comedy Film Nerds. Uh, which uh, you know, if you listen to uh, this podcast, you've heard me reference a lot. The Crab Feast, which is one of my favorite podcasts. I've just been getting back into the Crab Feast from uh, having a little break, not for any reason of theirs, just because, you know, sometimes uh, I've been listening to a lot of uh, Australian political podcasts recently because the Australian election has been on. So although when you hear this, it will be over and we will either have a new prime minister or the same. I don't know. It'd be interesting to see what happens there. I mean, we were going to do a Gruen, a Gruen Nation. So that was the whole plan. At the end of last year, when we finished Gruen, uh, the plan was that we were going to keep August, September, October, and November free, even though Gruen goes for three months, 10 episodes, 10 weeks, um, you know, plus four weeks of pre-production or whatever. But like, you know, 10 weeks that I really have to be there. So we kind of kept an extra month, month and a half free than we ordinarily would because we were like, you know what, we'd love to do Gruen Nation around the election. And then Malcolm Turnbull, my local member of parliament, who continues to be the bane of my existence, <laughs> Malcolm Turnbull, uh, who may be the uh, current Prime Minister of Australia, so I, you know, bow down to our insect overlords. Um, uh, Malcolm Turnbull called an early election, which meant that uh, I, I could have been available. It would have meant that I had to cancel uh, some holidays and a few other things, but I could have done it. Uh, but unfortunately, the rest of the crew and cast, well, not enough of the rest of the crew and cast could could do it. And it wasn't time that we had been asked to keep aside. And uh, because of the nature of Gruen being such a short show, everybody has to have other jobs, including all the crew. And, you know, the, our writers are off writing for other people and our producers are off producing other shows. And, you know, so there was a myriad of factors that we all did our best to overcome. But in the end, we could not overcome and I was disappointed because, you know, when you, like my whole year, it, 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 Nation has always been the most successful version of the show and the most watched version of the show, but also in some ways the most exciting version of the show to do because as much as I love doing Gruen, there is something about being able to talk about something that, like every week on Gruen we're choosing topics, but we're choosing them because we think we have something interesting to say about them or that there's something that, you know, should be uh, being said about those topics. But it's, it's rarely uh, that we get the opportunity to talk about something that everybody in the country is talking about. And the great thing about doing it around the Olympics or the election is that it's something that, that, you know, even if you're half interested in those things, you have an awareness of because you're in the middle of it and it is what everybody is talking about. So I always think the show is at its best in those moments, you know, where you can kind of have a, a different angle on a, a debate that everybody is having at the same time. But because of timing and, and just we couldn't do it, we couldn't do it. So... Instead, we're, we're, we're coming back to Australia to do uh, 10 weeks of Gruen, like a regular season. And, you know, it's funny life. It's like one of those things where, yeah, I got a cup of tea. This is going to be long. People at home are like, fucking hell, is he really just wound into, it's funny life. Oh, fuck, I better fast forward. If you're a fast forwarder, if you don't want to hear this bullshit, uh, then that's fair enough. Um, fast forward through to the start of the episode. This is a good one. You're really going to enjoy it. And I will I will stop fucking rabbiting on. I'm not going to. But here's the thing is I was really disappointed when we when when it was during the Melbourne Comedy Festival and we finally decided that we weren't going to be able to do a, a nation. We weren't going to be able to pull it together. And I was a, 
It was the reason I came back. And the weird thing is that now, because I was overseas for the entire election campaign, so I only watched it from afar. And, um, you know, it was really interesting to see. It was disappointing to see that Malcolm Turnbull seemed to have shrunk in the job. But it was actually encouraging to see that Bill Shorten, who I, people know if you've seen my stand-up shows or listened to me, have never had a great deal of time for. I thought, you know, did a better job than... I'm still majorly disappointed at the two major parties on a, a, a wide range of issues. But anyway, this is out... No one needs to hear my opinions on this. You can come and see my shows and listen to my jokes and work it out yourself. But uh, I'm really excited about Guru. I think that it was one of those things that it it, it was – I didn't know what was good for me. When I looked at the election campaign from afar, it was so boring and it was so repetitive and it was so long and it was so overanalyzed because of the range of new media who stepped in and started looking at the advertisements and looking at the like you know the ways those political parties were communicating in a way that Gruen used to do kind of by ourselves. So in some ways, I really actually feel like we dodged a major bullet and we didn't get caught up in the mess of, you know, there's some great shows doing great things like The Chaser and you know, Sean McAuliffe, mad as hell. Like, they are the sort of shows that, you know, benefit from having all that extra material in that way. But in some ways, Gruen, like, you know, what we're really about. I'm, I'm really excited that we'll come back with a... Whatever the world is now, whatever world you're in Australia, whether it be a Malcolm Turnbull world or a Bill Shorten world or a hung parliament world, I don't know when I'm recording this, but you will probably know when you're listening to this. Um, so, uh, I... Uh, <laughs> I, it was. I think that it was one of those things where I didn't know it was good for me, or at, at the time, what I thought was going to be great. Uh, you know, I, I think that it's worked out actually better than I could have imagined. So, uh, I'm really excited about that. And so, the only downside is that I'll have to like fly out in and out one week for LA Podcast Festival. So, who's who's on? Here's who's on: Comedy Film Nerds, uh, The Crab Feast, Brilliant, The Dollop. Uh, I mean, come on! Like, what a brilliant podcast The Dollop is. Uh, Scarborough Country, or is it country? Yeah, Country is on, uh, which is a podcast I have done as well. Um, Welcome to Night Vale, which is a hugely popular podcast, The Todd Glass Show, which I've done as well. There's a bunch of these podcasts that I've done, which is nice. Um, So you might know some of them. Steel Wars, uh, Steel Saunders Star Wars podcast is doing it. Um, What have we got here? Um, uh, The 40-Year-Old Boy, which is a great podcast. Jonah Radio. That's really fantastic. Point versus point, Gareth's podcast, uh, which I have been on as well, uh, which is fantastic. Oh, the me- the mental illness happy hour is brilliant. The comedian's comedian with Stuart Goldsmith. Well, I've done that podcast as well. So heaps of things. So here's the thing: if you can't make it to LA for the LA Podcast Festival, they will have a live uh, stream link, which means that you can watch the podcast live as the weekend is happening. So that's pretty cool already. But if you can't watch them all, obviously you can't watch everything at the same time and there might be like a bunch of podcasts on there that you're a fan of. Well, here's what you can do for, I think, three weeks afterwards that you just can just log on at any time and watch them. I watched most of the podcasts last year. I got the live stream myself. And so I think the live stream's 30 bucks, but here's the, here's the trick. If you put TOEFOP in as your code when you're booking it, it costs 25 bucks. And if you put TOEFOP in as your code, firstly, they keep inviting us back because, you know, people from Australia watch the live stream and they put in TOEFOP and then people go, okay, invite TOEFOP back. But secondly, we get seven bucks. So if you want a great way to support the podcast... It saves you money, put in TOEFOP, you get five bucks off. You get to watch all those podcasts there in the festival. Plus, if you put in TOEFOP, we get seven bucks. There you go. That's a good way to support the podcast. So uh, I hope you like this one. I did uh, I did ramble a bit, but, you know, not as much as I could have. Like, I really only got a third of the way through my cup of tea. So 
I hope you enjoy this one with Daniel. Uh, what else have I got coming up? Seeing that we're in this time zone where I don't know. Uh, so I think uh, next week there will be a Gareth Reynolds. Maybe a Gareth Reynolds next week. So, um, oh, Jackie Cation. Jackie Cation, I think, next week. Okay, so there you go. That'll, that's what it'll be. It'll be uh, Jackie Cation next week and then uh, Gareth Reynolds the week after that. So there you go. Here's a cool little run. So hope you're enjoying this. If you're not checked out the Laura House podcast from last week as well, I do highly recommend that one. Uh, brilliant uh, podcast guest. And then go and check out everything else she does and listen to her on every other podcast she's on because she's just absolutely delightful. All right, there you go. 13 minutes. I banged on a fair bit. I apologize for that for people who don't like the big intros. Sometimes they don't have intros at all. Anyway, now I am just fucking annoying people. All right, talk to you soon. The following episode of FOFOP is classified MA. It contains some coarse language, some nudity, drug references, a sex scene, time travel, terrible Batman impersonations, a Charlie Clausen pronounced Clausen shaped hole, and mild coarse language. FOFOP advises that the program is not suitable for persons under the age of 15, and minors must be accompanied by an adult guardian or priest. This is John Deke speaking. Everyone relax, this is Tofop. Ironically, I'm not relaxed. <laughs> Hello and welcome to Fofop, I'm Will Anderson and continuing our uh, progressive podcast <laughs> dinner where we only drink wine or the dogs have come in. They like to come in, they like to keep it right until the last moment as I'm about to start and then they hear the excitement in the air and, and they're they like, let's come just come in. You go, go outside, I think. It's sunny outside today. Enjoy that. Oh, Ramona. Hello. Uh, anyway, Daniel Sloss is here. Guest Charlie Daniel yeah. Sloss. Hello, Daniel. Hello. Yeah, another place. You are in the pod cave. This is the official home of the it's, podcast. It's my first time in the pod cave. And yeah. I'm uh, particularly loving the artwork. Yeah, there's a lot of um, old posters, basically. Like, some of these are remnants. Like, the thing about having posters is that eventually um, you get beyond a point where you really have posters on your wall. But... Um, you take them out into your man cave, or in my case, the pod cave. Yeah. And so there's a lot of remnants of things that I found interesting at different points of my life. Uh, I'm loving the uh, first one I noticed was the Nolan in the Dumb Soon. That's Dark Knight. Is it signed as well? It's a signed Christopher Nolan. Oh, you uh, lucky still. bastard. Yeah, that was sent to me. Uh, no, sent, gifted to me. I think gifted to me for my birthday. The dogs have literally decided at this point they're going to have a fight in front of our feet. Yeah. It does uh, we, feel we like... Throw money down? I mean, it really feels like a scene from um, The Dark Knight. You know, that bit where... Yeah, they're, yeah, they're just doing the illegal dog fight. Yeah, that's right. They're Are they really... Literally, oh, they're actually having a fight now. Oh, they don't normally do this. Normally, they're quite friendly. Okay, if you're going to have a fight, you're going to have a fight out, hey, outside. This is literally a podcast where an illegal dog fight is taking place. Yeah, I, I mean... I had no idea that your pod cave was this dark and... Well, is, this, this is how we find it. Is the cocaine it. hidden in all of the walls? Is- uh, a lot of people, um, you know what I mean? Like, people are trying to find a way to monetize. Uh, what a horrible <laughs> word, but monetize the industry of podcasting. And, like, a lot of people have a Patreon. We have a Patreon. But, you know, it's, uh, to be honest, it's, it's lovely that people contribute, but... Um, as I was explaining to someone the other day, we need to have that Patreon at that level for about the next four years to cover the costs that have already gone into the podcast. Yes, yes. This is not a money-making venture. I don't want to put advertisements on. So what instead the direction I've gone in is dogfighting. Dogfighting, obviously. So we're you, gonna can have- put, you can choose. It's like Patreon. You can choose to participate. Right, exactly. And so like if you're against be- it, 
Just don't get involved. That's fine. Get on the James Fosdyke poster level. But yeah. there is a level that is illegal dog fighting between my dogs. And uh, we'll have it every week. They won't always be like vicious fights. Sometimes yeah. we'll like, you know, challenge Most of the time them. they are genuinely just adorable. Oh, yeah. No, most of the time. And now they're being adorable again. Look at that. And oh, are you going to start a fight about? Yep. Yeah, no. I feel like they're in the mood to have a fight. Like Winnie has just brought, she's just gone and found a bottle cap and then brought it over to Ramona. Oh, so in, like, see, a she challenge. got the wrong end of the bottle. What, should, you should have just got the empty bottle, like a glass bottle. And, you know, are dogs allowed weapons in dog fights? Uh, yeah, I think so. I mean, look, you know, in my dog fights. I mean, you're, you're <laughs> you already. One, you, it's like that bit of dark night. You snap the pool cue in half and throw one in. Yeah, but, but I, then they're but, just playing fetch. But I do it with. Yeah, that's you, what I do. You just completely ruined the whole dog fight. You snap the stick in half and then they're both not wanting to fight anymore. They're just excited that there's two sticks. They're like, oh, he's thought about both of us. This is great. I uh, know, because eventually capitalism would uh, kick in because it does with everything. It's the nature of your humanity <laughs> and dogmanity. And suddenly the dogs wouldn't be happy with just having a stick each. Suddenly yeah. they've been comparing the size of their stick to the other dog's stick and then suddenly they'd want I want the biggest stick and then Ramona's like I've won more fights right. I deserve the biggest stick and then what's the other one called? Winona Winona, Winona, she's, a, Winona. she's like well no no that's uh, obviously since you've won more fights I should get the bigger stick because it's the bigger weapon I clearly need more of the advantage right absolutely and that yeah is there an equalization program like we have in Australian sports where like the top clubs eventually there's a draft so the bottom clubs become good again or is it like the English Premier League or whatever where you can just well, you, you say that, but look at last well, this season. But then that's what I mean. Then yeah. one year, there'll just be a story where one of the cats wins. <laughs> Unexpectedly. Just, well, no, I th- Didn't I even know the cat was playing in this division. For some reason, you always sort of look at cats and dogs fighting. And realistically, a dog should win every single fight against By the every way, single cat. finally, we've got on the cats and dogs on this podcast. And finally in comedy. Finally. It's finally. We are, you know okay, men and here women we go. are different? Oh, let's not rush to that one. Let's <laughs> fully explore this cats and dogs thing because I think there might be some analogies between the two that we could explore Wait, are you telling me on? that perhaps women are similar to cats in some ways and that sometimes dog has stretch are similar to men? Whoa, whoa, whoa. Let's just not... Let's not... Spo- <laughs> spoiler alert, mate. Spoiler. Let's, let's set up the story before we... What's the hurt. deal with airplane food? It's disgusting, but to be honest, it's actually mostly about your taste buds, which change 30% while you're in the air. So any type of food tastes different. Or that al- Anyway, whatever. That, that was how the original bit went. <laughs> it was just a guy literally explaining why things don't taste the same on planes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And people, and like, people yeah. bastardized it. Well, yeah. it's like Bill Hicks, you know, some people miss the heart and the point and the empathy behind it and they just do drug and dick and alien jokes. Yeah. Some people miss the point of this cutting edge aeroplane food, which was actually about the nature of how everybody experiences things work. different. Yeah. And sinuses. Yeah. Yeah. Did you ever see that one where Jamie Oliver was uh, in one of his many, many escapades, was uh, going up, he was doing aeroplane food and he, the start of the meal, he brought like nose spray so you could clear your, and you're like, fuck off, just put more salt in it. Do you know who Hester Blumenthal Hester is? Hester Blumenthal, yes. Oh, maybe it was him that did it, actually. Uh, was it? Yeah, probably it might was. might have been him. It, it, it well, sound like, sounds like something he would do. Right. So Amy uh, has gone to a party the other night. Last Saturday night when I got back from tour, um, I was exhausted. I'd flown in from Perth. We were both in Perth. And I, I my body did that thing. It was doing it on the last day because I had a big last day. I went to prison, of course. Oh, yeah. We yes. Didn't... So we will talk about right, that because cool, cool. it was the greatest experience of yeah, my entire I've ne- life. I've never seen you it's, when I met you that night. I... Wow. Wow, this they're, is... They're really into this fight today. Can I, I put mean, an extra is... 20 on Ramona? I mean, somebody's <laughs> having a real go at this. That's all I'm saying is... 
Mate, is it? Yeah. I yeah. think it might be you. I feel like they've... They're fighting for my love? Yeah. Well, in that case, you know what? Thrilled. You said, actually, when I... Because I said, are you okay with dogs? And you said, okay, yeah, as long as you're okay with them having a new favourite person. Yeah. And I feel like this is how they're expressing it. Yeah. Like just, the kid that punches you at school because they are in love with you. Yeah. I feel like that's what the dogs are doing. Yeah, just, oh, I love you more. Yeah, no, I also... that that You can tell I said that because I've spent too much time with uh, Nick Cody. Uh, Nick Cody's where I, I get my sort of my masculine side out my competitive side and we literally turn everything into a competition so you were like are you fine with dogs which was just you being nice and being like I've right. got dogs and I was like oh, I'll fu- I fucking love dogs more than you <laughs> fuck it I'll fucking beat you when it comes to dog loving oh god there's that testosterone I've not used in so long I know but it's intoxicating once you let it out <laughs> oh god it is an addictive right one. then you say like how much do I lift I want to know <laughs> I maybe feel- I should get some ice I really do feel though I, if I could take a pill that could get rid of my testosterone I would do it because I, I feel like testosterone is not something we need anymore. Uh-huh. Like it was used to when we used to hunt and when we used to, be, you know, displays of domination back in those days. Whereas nowadays I just find it gets me into trouble more often. And I do things that I wouldn't do if I didn't have testosterone in me. Capitalism. Was- capitalism. Okay. You tell your bit and then I'll tell you why it applies to capitalism. <laughs> <laughs> Well, no, I just think like I've done. I do every th- stupid thing I do. I can put down to trying to one up someone, uh-huh. or just trying to show off. Right, and that's as far as what is just purely testosterone. I broke a watch because me and my friends were like, "Do you reckon you could break someone's?" St-? We were drunk. Do you reckon you could crack someone's sternum if you just slapped them hard enough? And we were like, "Well, there's only one way to find out whether that's possible or not." Google it. And went outside. Get on and- your phone and Google it. No, well, we- look it up on the internet. No, I'm talking about experiment. A <laughs> no, you're taking all the facts. Experiment. You got to experiment yourself. You got to try it a little bit. And- okay, so what you're saying is you've got to work out whether you can break someone's sternum, sternum. unsupervised just- by medical attention. Yeah, just outside, drunk. drunk. Slapping each other I in mean, the chest. I guess that is. And the answer is I guess no. that is you can't. Uh, but you well, can't you break can't. your watch. Yeah, I can. Yeah, the answer is you can't. I can. You cleared up nothing. That's all you cleared up. <laughs> Whether you can. No, do it. I also cleared up that two of my friends can't. So, I mean, that's we, not a representative sample of humanity, though. I mean, I bet like there's definitely like someone. Firstly, you've got two things that aren't constants in that equation you've got two things that are variables like the strength of the person's chest so mm-hmm. like you couldn't do it to the person you were doing but if you found someone with brittle oh, bones yeah like someone had like had, had osteo yeah, osteoporosis or something mm. you could like an old lady or just someone yeah like, like an, i should i should have got an old lady we should have done it in an old folks on that right. you, you are correct or the vice versa like someone really strong like could you know or yeah. the combination of the two like either way I reckon, My yeah. point is, you learnt that you couldn't do it. Yes, and now you don't know what. Are time you telling it is. me that you reckon you could, you could, if you were to slap an old woman's chest, you could break her sternum? Are you confident? I mean, how yeah. far do you think you could kick a baby? I mean, uh, okay, here's the thing. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there's an experiment. That's all I'm. That's always asking. Yeah. How, how, okay, I'm going to ask you a doozy after this, by the way. <laughs> uh, we may have talked about it before because it is one of my favorite hypothetical topics, but we'll get on to it. If uh, there were a baby kicking event where the kicking of babies was sanctioned and whatever, yeah. not that far. No. I mean, well, I have bad hips oh. and I don't really do anything other than shuffle around for exercise. So <laughs> I think. I would hold myself back for a start, like, because I'd be worried about popping a hamstring or something like that. I'd be sore the <laughs> I love how your concern is for you and not the baby. Well, we've already, I'm the same, but I've, in this, I'm just not seeing the baby. In this scenario, a, it's like the Hunger Games or whatever. Yeah, I, I imagine this is three weeks after Trump. I'm, 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 
you've, got, you've got to. That's how they tell if the wall's high enough. If you right. can kick a if baby can over kick it, a baby over it wall. needs to be higher. Yeah, we need I, to build the wall higher. And I get that job because they've heard that it's like much like in the NFL, they get Australian punters because we grow up kicking the ball in the way that's helpful to that. Yeah, it's also the best method to kick a baby over a wall to find it because that's how Trump plans to stop immigration. It's the wall, but then also he doesn't want baby Mexicans. All Mexicans are well, bad. And they're that the worst kind because they're going to spend all the time there and all grow the time. up there. You yeah. won't even know they're, they're Mexicans because they will have grown up in America. Yeah. So for all intents and purposes, purposes they're, Americans, they're Americans, but they look like Mexicans yeah, and that's the problem. That's and the they problem. are literally sucking on the teeth the second they're kicked over that wall. I mean, probably working, to be honest. Oh, like, yeah, actually, straight away. I've been over there. They're not the ones who have the bad work ethic. <laughs> I would say kick a few American babies back over the wall. That's your, that's your solution. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, maybe the that's baby what... will have a job by the end of the week. The baby will be babysitting other babies. <laughs> It'll be a baby babysitter. A little Mexican baby babysitter. I'm surprised that's not a Eddie Murphy film. The baby babysitter? The baby babysitter. Baby Probably is right now. <laughs> Whenever you say something like that, Eddie Murphy makes a film. Yeah, or Kevin Hart. It's him and Kevin Hart are both fighting over the script for baby babysitter. Where one... Or the Wayne Brothers. Or Adam Sandler, to be Oh, honest. Adam Sandler, yeah. One of his director Netflix jobs. Or Jim Carrey. Rob Schneider is oh, the baby baby. Of course, yep. it's Rob Schneider. It is and Rob it's a Schneider. little Rob Schneider. It is Rob Schneider. Yeah. It definitely is Rob Schneider now that you say it. This, we've just had the casting meeting. Like, that's the scriptwriter's written. Who do you see for this role? I mean, this is how I imagine Adam Sandler does it. And then, but the only difference is at the end of his conversation that goes that long, someone comes in and gives him a massive check. Yes. And, but get hands it over via fart noise. Right. Because, <laughs> yeah. ah, this has been a hilarious this thing great, where I became meeting. a millionaire. Yeah, brilliant. Again, <laughs> everyone gets a Maserati. Yay. Okay, here's my baby thought experiment. Right. So, uh, what if you discovered one day that you could cure any known human disease uh, with the semen that uh, with your semen? Right? Oh, okay. So the cure to like any kind of disease. I've actually told women this already, so there's yeah, I'm used okay. to this. So, but you haven't thought through the full ethical and theological implications of what you've discovered. So no, they're discovered no. through something. I was just using it to turn that frown upside down. Exactly. So that, that's what you call. <laughs> 69. <laughs> I, so, <laughs> so, <laughs> Come on, baby. Look at but that suggests that while they're, while they're kissing me, they're frowning, which it does happen. But kissing me frown, I'm like, come on, baby. Let's turn that frown upside down. But that, you're, that's so much nicer <laughs> than the version I had in my head yeah. where the vagina was the frown oh. and you wanted to turn it to upside down. Oh, So you were... Turning the smile, like a <laughs> smiling, literally turning. Yeah, that's but what it's I was just, it's, a, it's a, well, in both of those positions, it's always a sideways smile. It's like a stroke victim smile. Oh, yeah, it's a good point. It's not as catchy though. So, um, <laughs> would you like to turn that frown sli- slightly 90, sideways? Yeah, ninety and, degrees to the left. Yeah, strokey, a little strokey. <laughs> um, so, <laughs> uh, okay, so. You discover that you threw something. I've got magical cum. Your uh, balls are bitten by a radioactive spider. Oh dear. Okay. And you is there t- swelling? And it yeah initially. Oh, but, but it-, it turns out that it's just full of baby spiders. 
Oh, and so they God. all shoot out one there, day. I generally guarantee you the moment you said that there were at least 30% of people at the thought of ejaculating spiders genuinely went, oh, oh, oh. there are people that are that. And I'm a bit freaked out by spiders, but right. not, uh, I can handle them. But I know people that are so scared that even if you just mention the thought oh, of ejaculating yeah, spiders, just like you're going down on a guy right. and he comes and you're going to aim it all over your face right. and then just loads oh, of spiders. spiders. Yeah, there are people at home genuinely freaked going, ah! Imagine them coming out of your eyes. Imagine right. spiders just crawling their way. I really like doing like this. Spider like, like spider tears? Like spider tears. when you cried? Yeah. Like Crider man. Yeah, cried. <laughs> <laughs> little baby spiders come out. Yeah. That's the only side effect. Not everyone gets superpowers, man. Yeah. Oh, good for you, Parker. Right. Turns I, out I just cry spiders. I got bitten by a, like a spider that hadn't been working out so much. Yeah, like, was, a depressed spider. Just I, a really emotional spider. Going through a bad time. Not clinically depressed, but definitely depressed. Yeah, yeah. Going through a phase. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so... You discover one day that you have this uh, super sperm that can cure all known diseases. So mm-hmm. my question to you is, what what do you now do? Do you feel like you have an ethical obligation? Oh, I haven't mentioned the most important part. You can only cure the person by fucking it into them. Oh, so dear. you can't just like put I, it in like a... So what do you do? I do w- you keep going with your career and just do it on the side? Is, does it become your full-time business? Do you feel like you owe to humanity? I, Scientists can do tests on you to see if they can find a way to turn it into a vaccine or something like that. What What do you do? How do you use this power that you now have? I wouldn't. I would not tell anyone. Anyone? Not tell anyone? No, absolutely no. Do you, not, you don't find that selfish? Where you could be curing diseases that's what you'll hear oh no but what i will do is like i'll i'll wank into an envelope or something mm. and then send it to you know nasa doesn't, yeah and but that who, doesn't work uh often i'll put it in a vial and then into a i'll just i would give them and be like look this cures all diseases they're gonna really think that's a prank but, but when they see it it's just come because the the bit that makes it the magic happen is you yeah no see i i, I just uh, otherwise Look, the second I fuck someone's cancer out of them, right? everyone's going to want me to fuck the cancer exactly. out of them. And I just, you know what? I didn't ask for this power. I also don't really know how I, you know, discovered it. Probably in a really nice sort of way, but I just think it'd be too much pressure. And then I would be literally be whoring myself out. Because, of course, I'm not, like, I, I would... I would. I think I would cave into everything. Like I feel the like you. Better, I, I feel like, like yeah. you initially discovered it during a Make a Wish situation. There so, was so there's a Make a Wish situation, and I'm just like, they wanted to meet you. Oh, and I'm just masturbating. They're like, no, no, no. What are you? No, Jesus. no, no. It was somebody who whose last wish was to um, come to one of your concerts, and they were, but they just turned eighteen. And uh, they went backstage and you guys met. Hey, they would, have, they would have to be like 21, 22. I'm not, I don't go lower than I don't that. Know I'm how, not a monster. I, I don't know how long they give people make a wish. Let's say Oh, she's, yeah, that's a good right. point. So let's just say she's legal. But like, you know, but you're backstage and you hit it off and she says, hey, this is my last week here on Earth. And the thing that would make me happiest of all is if we could go home together tonight. And it's my... Yeah, that's my real make-a-wish. It's to... And you find her really, really attractive, and then you guys go home and you have sex, and uh, she's cured. And then she becomes a real pain in the ass. Oh, because she's stop calling. really clingy. <laughs> well, I mean, if you cure someone of a deadly illness, it does tend to bond you to them. Oh, yeah, they're going to send me cards every birthday, right. yeah. 
I mean, it's a real bold leap for her to assume that it was me fucking her. That she's just like, you. All oh, the doctors just beside being like, really, it wasn't any of the chemo we were doing. It's got to be Sloss's magical. No, because she's gone into the doctors the day before and they've said there's nothing we can do here or all the tests. Mm. And then the next day, she's but- feeling great when she wakes up and she goes back in again and they're going. Everything is cleared up. They say, what did you do? And she's like, well, I, got, like, last, I saw you. Yeah, last night I last just took night. a hefty dose of Sloss cock porridge yes. right to the insides. 20 cc's of mangoo yeah. to my cavern. <laughs> I mean, she has a way of describing things. She's, is- look, she spent five minutes with me. She's got a potty right. mouth now. Yeah, she <laughs> I mean, picked a lot of things yeah, up. Yeah, I bring out the worst in people, but fuck the best into them. Okay. <laughs> that would be your card. <laughs> I reckon you'd do it on telly. I reckon you can. You do a celebrity version of it. This just sounds like I'm the guy from uh, Green Mile. Mm. Like you are, but more sexual. Oh, he was a. Yeah. Is he dead? The guy from the Green yeah. Mile. Yeah. Not in the movie. In real life, I know he's dead in the movie. Yeah. Well, I mean, spoilers. Oh, but, yeah. And we're gonna. Like, and also, if he's dead in real life, spoilers as well. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> maybe maybe you hadn't caught up to that in the news. I think he was dead. I think he's dead in real life. I remember him. Uh, otherwise, he's showbiz dead. And what's worse, guys? Right? <laughs> yeah, what's, what's worse? <laughs> what is worse? Anyway, uh, so Heston Blumenthal. That's what I was going to tell you. about. Oh, but to answer your question, oh, I would. No, yes. I want to know. Go, no, tell me. Come on. I don't think I would I, because, like. What if my mum or my dad or my brothers, I just... This is where this gets interesting. Yeah, because I'm, I'm just, I'm not right. going to fuck them. Why? Because you hate them and you want them to die. <laughs> no, because because I, if after I cure them, I'm never going to be able to speak to them ever again. Like, they're dead either way. They will love you they're, because they're dead. You, no. I, they're dead either way. They they will love you because you saved their life. I just, I, no, I even think even my brothers would be, like, even at Matthew's 50, he's like, fuck it, but I'll die. Let's not. Let, I'll just. I'll take the death. I'll take it on the chin. No, I'm no, not in that way. I mean, I'll take the death on the chin. Right. Stop masturbating, please. <laughs> so, mom, mom, he's in my room again. <laughs> he just loves you. He wants you to live. I just want you to no. live. God damn it! You yell out. Oh God. I mean, what would your cum be- noise be like as well? Like, I uh, just. It's too it much. Sound bright. like an ambulance. Don't get me wrong. I would. You know. Hmm. Here we go. Now he's I, more interested. I, I, I'm now not, he's thinking about it a little bit Well, because more. now I'm a piece of shit because I'm not going to fuck my family. But if like right. a beautiful woman were to come up and be like, right. I've got, you know, I've got the a flu. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be like, hey, baby. <laughs> oh, I didn't get that job yesterday. I got the antidote. Yeah, no. Is that I'm, technically even a disease? What? Shut up. Come on. You know what it is? Negativity. Negativity. Let's turn that frown upside down. I've got the... <laughs> yeah. Here's why I would want it. Because I would Let's turn, turn it to a piece of ways, shit. sideways. <laughs> no. No. Out of crack, though. It was, it was all right. If I'd, if I'd gone with enough confidence. Yeah. It was the the fact that you were like... <laughs> sideways. Um, I would hate it because I would find out what a piece of shit. And I, in my head, I'm like, yeah, do the right thing. I wouldn't. I know no. what I'm like. Eventually, would- you do it for money, right? Because, like... There's got to be, like, plenty of rich people out there who are, like, you know... Yeah, like... Steve Jobs. What if Steve Jobs had come to you? Well, no. Do you know what's killed Steve Jobs? Yeah, him not believing in science. Yeah, stupidity. So he would believe in the sort of thing of, like, a guy fucking... I believe you. He would. He would absolutely believe in my magic. Ironically, this is right up Steve Jobs' alley. (laughs) So... (laughs) Which is where I would be firing it. Yes, exactly. That was the point (laughs) I made when I said ironically, but Uh, anyway... I see. Hold on, I'll explain all your jokes. (laughs) I've not seen Star Wars. (laughs) 
<laughs> Come back, yeah. yeah. Oh dear. Uh, do you reckon? Wait, can't hold. Here's one. Here's All right, what killed Steve Jobs. That's what you were going to say. I oh, know. Would Don. I? Yeah. How about that? Does my cum cure Stephen Hawking? Yep. Does uh, it? Yeah. All right. Uh, Why not? Yeah. Uh, sure. That what an in- look. I fucked the life back into him. Right. But then I also just feel like it would really ruin my comedy career. Like, that's why I wouldn't want to do it. I wouldn't, wouldn't want to be known for this yeah. because I really love doing stand-up. Right. And I would get more famous and I'd be doing, like, the theatre gigs, you know, 3,000 uh, uh-huh. seats wherever I go. But I know half that audience yeah. is there just because fucking Granny's got an old bit of titty cancer. Right, yeah, yeah. Well, no, I just think it's people being like, oh, I love my dog so much, but he's got, like, you know. Oh, I didn't even think about animals. Oh, people love their dogs more yeah, than they love their... Yeah, that's a good point. That's ha- a good point. Half of the prayers that go yeah. to Jesus are all about their fucking pets. Yeah, that's a, that's actually really a really good point and I'm not I'm not fucking your dog I don't care how much you love it like I'm not I'm not I'm not doing it right? do you not think you would get some good comedy out of it from fucking a dog I mean from all of this uh, like, I mean I mean it'd be good for material right? it would be very good for material I, but I just don't think people would take my show seriously they would just be looking at my magical dick I mean it's not it doesn't change in I mean okay hold on is it like if okay. I let's say I Tell use it. The, if I get someone pregnant uh-huh. do my children my male children have this power. If I even do my gar- do my little girls, do they have magical curing vaginas? Yes, let's say they do. This See, is interesting. That, that's I'm what I would. Of, so you'd, yeah, okay. Yeah, I would. Uh, I would just raise an army of. Uh, oh, here, here we go. Hang on. I would raise. Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. Of, yeah. of disease curing babies, and right. just because you know what, I've tasted a normal life. They haven't. So let's. If you just bring them into the. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, fuck it. I'm sticking with it, right? You know what? They're too good. They're selfish. Uh, Am I selfish? No. no. I made a bunch of them, right? Yeah, I did fun. my part for humanity. Right, you did, now yeah. it's their turn. Ronald doesn't have to run every McDonald's. You know, you, <laughs> look, I would, I'm not saying you fuck them as babies. No. Obviously, we let them get to yeah. 18, and I would let it be their choice, but I would make it very clear from a young age. I'm like, look, you need to spend the night. Because yeah. it was just sprung on me. Well, I only found this out. Like, like the Royals. You, oh, you yeah. kind of... You know, what you do is you, you this is the life yeah. that you're going to have. Like, you are raised to be yeah. that sort of person. And if any of you get a girlfriend I don't like, I'm going to kill her in a car crash. Much like... I'm yes, going to get her murdered in a car crash. Okay, well, that's... I mean, yeah. Che- story checks out. <laughs> <laughs> Would you use your magic- magical... I mean, it's an interesting question, isn't yeah. it? I think, uh, yes, I think that I would. I bet it, then it gets so complicated about how you would assign that. Like, I think it's like, he's. The, I always think this about Superman, right? If Superman really, like, gave a shit, like, not just the modern one who doesn't give a shit, yeah. but the actual Superman who we originally thought gave a shit, yeah. why is he working at the Daily Planet? Yeah. Because shouldn't he, like, even if... It he just, should just be doing that all the time. Just, an, like, it's a full-time fucking job. Well, have you read... Uh, Being Superman, Have right? you read Red Sun? Yeah. So that's that. Right. You know, but that's because, your, he, because he's in Russia and he's more efficient yeah, than but, the lazy American Superman. But that's but that's what Superman should be. And yeah. I, I sometimes I think we're not judging enough about the fact that Superman is, like, going to another job as well. Yeah, and going like, on dates. Like, during the day... Oh, Tuesday's date night. There's a fucking... There's three wars going on, can't, right? Wind it in. It would take you about two weeks to sort out all of these wars. Do that, and then you can Netflix and chill, okay? It's like the scene in the, mod- in the, the, the modern one, the Batman versus Superman uh, movie, uh, where him and Lois have that bath together. Yeah. And I'm like, if oh. you're really worried about repairing your reputation, just take that extra... 
you know, however many minutes that's going to be also, and save some lives. And also, how trustworthy is Lois Lane? Like, she sees laser shoot out of his eyes and, like, how powerful he is. Like, yeah, there was no condom there. Or even, the, like, she's taken Man. a load to the inside. Yeah. That Who knows how fast that thing comes out? I mean, ironically... Like, is, it, is that, is that, is that uh, his only artifice where yeah. something magical doesn't happen? He's yeah. got laser eyes, he's got ice breath. You're telling me that you just trust that his dick is a human dick? Yeah. In fact, it's the worst. It, it has the, op- the sun has the op- opposite effect on his genitals. Oh, so it's the opposite of Viagra. Yeah, it's it, just this little... Beep, beep, beep. It really, that's... A, she's like, <laughs> yeah, well, he might be a Superman, yeah, but he's uh, not like... I'll uh, tell you what, he's not a Superman, if you know what I mean. Well, I Whoa. mean, have you seen the tights? <laughs> I mean, yeah. come on. He's not tucking. Yeah, he's not tucking. Got- <laughs> That's a good point, yeah. But, you know, they, well, I, I tell you what, I mean, look, you know, Man of Steel only applies when he's fighting crime. Let me tell you that for a beginning. Jesus. Yeah. And I will say, you faster than a spinning bullet? bullet? You telling me. Yeah. <laughs> Is says- it a bird? Well, it looks like a bird's one of yes. Look, like some sort of little swallow, which I don't, by the way. Like, what did once took at the back of my neck? <laughs> Just crippled from the neck, Tom. Maybe he wears a kryptonite condom. Oh, but that would just make his dick small. That would just, well, that would surely. But that's that's what make, I mean. Like yeah. if, if 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 he has a super dick, maybe he has like a kryptonite condom that they just put on, or she has like a you know a kryptonite diaphragm or something. Do you reckon he's Do you reckon he's used that chat up line to and Laura's been like, you're, "You're my kryptonite," and she's like, "No, well, kryptonite's your fucking kryptonite." Yeah. Yeah, to be honest. Yeah. Yeah, don't patronise me. Yeah, and also... What you <laughs> I'm saying, a working you, woman. Yeah, you're saying that when I'm with you, you choke. It's technically not a compliment. And also, to be honest, why are you going to work? Yeah, buddy. Like, have you seen what's going on in Syria? And is it not good enough I can have my thing? Yeah. <laughs> why do you have to try... Why do you have to... Mo- I don't mosey in on your supering. Yeah, I let you do what you do. Let you know me what? do me. You super your super, and I'll fucking write the articles. Yeah. Can we have a... Yeah, about you. Come on, that's how you can help me. Go do right. more. Right? Do more. Create But no, then again, like, if he solves all the world's problems, what the fuck is she going to write about? She's going to be writing BuzzFeed articles before you know it. Mate, here's the thing I know about humanity. Once we solve our problems, we will create... Worst problems. <laughs> yeah. It is the history of our civilization is every step we take forward, it gives us a giant opportunity to, to create and fuck something else up. <laughs> Did you see we're about to... Well, according to the bloody scientists, who we all know are paid off by whoever we're meant to believe they're paid off by, to say this sort of shit, but we're about to pass the uh, point of no return, essentially. In what? The planet. Oh, like <laughs> environmental-wise? Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, I've, as I've said. Like, it's literally now-ish. Yeah. When not- it, it may be before or after I post this podcast. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. I spoke to my mom about it recently. Spoilers. It's over. Yeah, we've we've really yeah. My, or, I asked my or mom. invent good things quickly. Yeah, well, that's that's the, her being a mother and trying. Yes. Not, obviously, she doesn't want to give her son no hope. She was like, you know what? Te- it's now relying on technology, technology. that hopefully yeah. we can invent something that takes it away. But if we don't, uh, I mean, we'll right. be fine. But my grandchildren are just gonna be fucking crispy bacon by the time they're four years old. I mean, it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous what we're doing. Anyway, let's have a pause. Yeah. <laughs> What like, conspiracy theories? Let's go. <laughs> what should we go out and learn about chemtrails? Fucking chemtrails. <laughs> uh, 
I do love a conspiracy theory, though. Do you believe I, in the Princess Diana one? I don't believe in... Oh, the, the, the royal family killed Princess Diana. Yeah. Or I, that there was anything dodgy about it. I don't think I believe in pretty much any of them, but I love them. Yeah, yeah I, I think love that's, them. I think that's what I love. I don't think that at the end of any of them, I'm particularly convinced that any of them are true. Do you know the Pixar conspiracy theory? Oh, uh, that... It, no, I don't. Tell me. Oh, well, I'll do... Well, I'll do oh, okay, we'll have a break we'll, and we'll come back with the Pixar conspiracy theory after these messages and we're back to those people at home that took a second yeah but to us it was actually a substantial break we had quite a good yeah. little break today went a lovely lot one yeah nice uh i like a break in the middle of the podcast yeah and we do tend to have a lot i've noticed in our ones if you go back i don't know how many breaks you have with other guests but we average about three or four in an episode well, it depends how much pot those guests smoke. <laughs> yeah, yeah, So are you suggesting that maybe... I'm not saying anything. I'm just saying it depends on that. <laughs> it doesn't mean that what happens in the breaks is any way... Uh, you, you have uh, confused uh, correlation with causation. Okay. <laughs> so, <laughs> and other things. Uh, you were going to tell us uh, something when we went to a break. The Pixar conspiracy theory. Oh, yeah, what's the Pixar conspiracy? Pixar, Pixar conspiracy theory is that they are all set in the same... Oh, the same universe. Same universe and the same uh, time. Like, it's just a timeline. Like, all can be set, put on timelines. So you've got uh, the start, they think, is um, Brave. Uh, and there's the witch with her wooden things. If you look back at that episode of that sorry, movie, Brave, there's a sculpture of Sally made out of wood. Right. And she's the one she can turn wooden to sort of magic and she keeps disappearing. And then it goes into sort of normal times toy stories and that's when inanimate objects start becoming animate. And then there is all sort of Wally uh, and stuff when we have to leave Earth. And that's why there's only cars left in cars and planes and that's why you never see any people there. And as it goes on, uh, further then goes into Bugs Life and that's evolution starting again and eventually it uh, goes all the way up. I think it's to sort of uh, Monsters, Monsters Inc. is sort of in the sort of middle somewhere. But the theory is that the witch from Brave is Boo from Monsters Inc. Right? That's why she can keep disappear. That's why she's magical. Which, but it's all set, and she's trying to get back to Sally. It's a great. I'll send you the link, and you can tweet it. But it's a fascinating one, and it's. I mean, I love those sort of things. Like to me. You've never seen Star Wars. <laughs> you've actually seen Star Wars, but you've not seen Star Wars for the yeah. purpose of for comedic purposes. Yes, um, uh, there was a fan theory that in the first three Star Wars films, uh, well, the the second lot of three films, but it chron- chronologically, yeah. the the first three films, that the villain was actually meant to be Jar Jar Binks, and that it was kind of like a long con. And this person has written this theory on why because like, he's nobody could be that much of a bumbling idiot, right? And solve all these things. Thank you, my love. That is very nice of it's you. Thank you. Oh. Yeah, okay. Um, well, thank you. What is happening right thank now, you. listeners, um, is uh, Amy has brought Will a pile you. of thank vegetarian you, mush that, as you heard her say, <laughs> is it's vegetarian, so it probably needs salt. Because if there is a, ever a fucking model for vegetarians, it's do you have salt? Because I eat all this bland beans. That's what, my nightmare of a meal right there. What's wrong with salt? I nothing. Nothing. I, you know. It's, in it's the, delicious. If it's good enough for the sea, it's good enough for me. Because here's what people love on a podcast too, people eating. Yeah. So 
I am going to be eating. Uh, I'll, I'll do the talk. Yeah, say something. Let's really talk about me. Yeah, yeah. No, the theory is that Jar Jar Binks is uh, nobody could be that fucking useless, pointless, and stupid. Surely, surely, George Lucas is not that much of an idiot that he would let this go all the way through. And uh, but he does some things that are very Jedi like. Uh, if you go back and watch, he's able to jump ridiculously high heights. He's able to make people... It's the idea of the... He even fights, they've said, in like the drunken Shaolin monking style. The Shaolin monks have a way of fighting right. called drunken, which is you look the Sha- like... The Shaolin drunks. The Shaolin drunks. Yeah, that, invented by the Shaolin drunks. <laughs> yeah, the Shaolin, yeah, yeah. They're, they're the funner ones. You prefer hanging out with them. Not in the mornings. They're oh. certainly not as early to rise as the other monks. That, that's why they enjoy the other monks, because they take a bow of silence. Yeah. And it's good for a hangover. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's a good. That's a good place to sleep off a hangover in monastery. You know what I mean? Yeah, you just wake wake up to everyone humming. It's gentle. Oh. That's a nice way. You know? Yeah, you know you're right. Today I should really look for inner peace. But he fights like a drunken monk, which is that you look off balance and then you use the random throws of weight to. Right, that's a good theory. It's a very good theory. And but what that is is that is a Star Wars fan stretching. That is a Star Wars fan being like, surely, surely it's not this fucking terrible. There must be a deeper. Please don't make this. I know, but that's a better theory. It is a better theory. I can now imagine that movie in my mind, Mm. and that's a better Star Wars movie than any of the ones I've seen. My my dad's theory after the first two seasons of Lost was better than my... What what I personally think... What was was your dad's theory? Dad's theory was uh, that they were all in a, a mental home. Uh, that they were all because if you look at all their backstories, they all, right. uh, there's always one point where all of them could easily just have a breakdown. You know, Jack's the uh, the surgeon. Uh, Charlie does the fucking drugs all the time in each one, and uh, that's what links them. Up. They're all just in their own sort of little universe. But that's why in all their backstories, they always cross paths and even in their backstories before they're to the island. And uh, you know, John Locke's the one that you know he's seeing patterns and. Him and Harley, I think it was the theories, maybe Harley is one of the workers there. That's why he's... No, it's, I can't remember the full... Because it's been so long since I watched it. But I remember after season two, my dad going, here's my theory. I'm like, oh, fucking, yeah, that's... Like, if this is the show, this is this is great. And I personally would have preferred it to the actual ending of all. Well, that's the thing. Like, I mean, you can't have all those things. People now have those characters and they can make up their own stories in the same way as kids when they play Batman versus Superman aren't going to reenact the movie Batman versus Superman. Mm. They will use their own imaginations with what they know of those characters to create their own universe yeah. and play their own games. And it might be as good as Batman v Superman. There's uh, a it, very good chance. It will be. I mean, there's no way they will have that many instant civilians. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it's just with all the little dolls and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, well, soldiers or any of those things, you're not recreating actual battles. You're using your imagination with pre... I used to have, like, 40 of the uh, WWF back when it was WWF. Uh-huh. The World Wildlife Wild Fund. Yeah, 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 yeah. Just pandas. Koalas, pet pandas. Pandas v. koalas. The ultimate showdown. Who was the ultimate bear? Right. When we stripped them down to the bear necessities. And would, would a lion beat a tiger? Would a lion beat a tiger? I reckon so. I don't know. I reckon a tiger wants it more. Yeah. I reckon the, like the lion's been king of the jungle for so long, he's kind of got like old and sloppy, whereas like the tiger, I feel like the tiger's on the way up. You know yeah. what I mean? The tiger's like, you know what? Fuck you, lion. I'm king of the fucking jungle. You didn't kill Siegfried and Roy. Yeah. Fuck, yeah. Yeah. And I, Roy, I come in. I'm not sure which one, but either. Yeah. I come in white. The only uh, lion that comes in white. Have you seen the, um, the Down Syndrome lion? Gimba, the white lion? 
No, there's a Down syndrome. Like, there's one actually of the, a Down syndrome. It's one of the only times in uh, recorded history that an animal has been uh, found with Down syndrome. It's in China. I mean, is it? Oh, is this a real thing? Allow or me is to this show like you. A, no, no. Allow me to show you the picture. Or is this like an internet thing? No, 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 no. There's many, many articles on the Down syndrome line. <laughs> uh, that's not it. Oh, it's, sorry. It's a Down syndrome tiger. See, uh, see. Look at you. You're racist. You're he animalist. Is. You can swipe through the images. Oh, oh, look at that. Kenny. Yeah. Or the slow leopard. I like it. I'm all right with that. Adorable. Lovable. He is adorable. You know what I mean? What a love. Very hypersexual people with Down's syndrome, I believe. Hypersexual. So, yeah. What does that so. mean? Well, um, uh, like horny, I believe. Can, oh. Well, can be. I'm, I'm not going to talk for every Down <laughs> syndrome person. But yeah, I, I did... Um, I used to have a routine in my act and it was interesting because it was about something that happened. I went to, oh, I'll tell you the story if you'd like, but, um, go ahead. Uh, when I was at university, uh, I had a girlfriend whose brother had Down's syndrome and, um, at the, at the school he went to was a specifically for Down syndrome people's school and, or he was involved in some, I don't know if it was a whole school or for anyway, I can't quite remember the detail of that, but, um, Every year they would have this uh, Rocker Stedford, which is like a um, a Rocker Stedford's kind of like a high school musical sort of thing, like Glee. Sort uh, of okay, stuff. or High School Musical, or, or High School Musical. <laughs> but <laughs> there was a closer reach than the one you went for. <laughs> you know, that, like a High School Musical, like, like musical, you know, like, Glee, like, Glee, <laughs> a gleeful High School Musical, like that movie um, Glee. What Greece? Grace. <laughs> High school musical, like yeah. Grace. <laughs> you know, the most common and most readily known high school musical, Grace. You know, it's like that movie about the police academy, Hate. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, uh, it's like that movie about snakes on a plane. Air Force One. Oh, satire. Oh, take that, government. Oh, hashtag left wing. It was like that <laughs> movie about spending the weekend at Bernie's. Bernie Sanders, the great American dream. <laughs> Whatever. Whatever. You get the point I'm you making. Get, yeah. You, 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 get guys, the you guys have worked I'm out eating. the formula of the joke. Yeah. Now, do this, you yeah, homework. Homework. Yeah. Come back to next week's podcast mm. uh, with your own version of, hey, we could make it a hashtag. Fuck it. We're, 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 if who we says we live. can't do what last week tonight does? I mean, we could, but not to the same numbers. It's, it's like that movie and then give us a title of a movie and then something that it's actually about. Yeah. At midnight. Uh, <laughs> are you angry because you haven't been on that show still I still haven't been on that show have you been on I've been on the show nah. I'm not I'm not really angry um, just disappointed <laughs> no I have no expectations like you know it's like one of those things where I'm like the only thing and it doesn't really cross my mind until you talk to me about this so I don't want to overplay it, but um, the only thing that makes me weep into my pillow no, <laughs> is that I know that I've had friends recommend me for it. The Scholars uh, said that they had like, yeah, you know, said that I would be good on it. And Jen Kirkman said that she'd passed on that I'd be good on it. And uh, I know I've been pitched for it mm-hmm. and they are not interested in me. And you know, the thing is, it's also the exact sort of show that I have done nothing but 
shows like that all my fucking career. So it is probably something that I would be okay at. Yeah. I did Chelsea's show like a bunch of times. It's the same fucking thing, you know what I mean? But anyway, they're not ringing. So <laughs> Get out and see if I care. See, these te- cheeks, they're dry. You know, I hadn't thought about it until now, but now, yeah, yeah. I am a little like... No. And that's our other hashtag, get well on at midnight. Yeah, no, don't beg. I don't like to beg. But please com- contact comedy clubs in your area. <laughs> <laughs> Let them know. Uh, so, uh, what else? I, uh, we were we were allegedly on a topic before. What were we talking about? Oh, I got, God. I, I, I we were talking food. about... There was something else about before we were even... With my magical jizz, there was something even before that. Hester Blue. Heston Blue. There it is. So, uh, he's... For people who don't know, but I think a lot of people know, he had the number one rated mm-hmm. restaurant in the world for a long time called The Fat Duck. Yep. Uh, in the UK. And he is famous, most famous. Which for- the only reason it was called The Fat Duck was because he was actually in iMessage and he was he was, he was was texting, what should it be called? And he was hungover and I auto-corrected. It originally, originally was meant to be called Fat Fuck. Fat Fuck. Yeah. Just to get all the fat fucks to come in I mean, and eat all well, of the stupid is, food. To be honest, that is your prime audience for a restaurant. Yeah, it is. Hey, welcome to Fat Fucks. Are you a fat fuck? Yeah, I'm a fat fuck. Right. Yeah. Come on in. Come on in. Enjoy. Like Sit down. <laughs> no, I mean, that is, I mean, again, no offense to fat fucks. No. If there's any fat fucks listening. But that is your prime audience. Yeah. In the same way as like people who love to laugh a lot are your prime audience for comedy. Comedy, yeah. Like, I mean, it makes complete sense. That's yeah. who you want. You want hungry people at a restaurant. Yeah, that's what oh, they call stoners. Like, yeah, stoners. Do you want stoners at your restaurant? Is there not a stoner, uh, specifically stoner restaurant in Sydney? Like a late night place. I've heard. You know what? We I, we we saw a picture because we went to dinner last night before we saw a comedy show, and uh, we went to a, like a groovy new restaurant, like mm. one of those places that doesn't look like a restaurant that's actually a restaurant. Oh. Uh, so and you went into someone's kitchen and just start cooking. We went. In, uh, that's what we thought it was. It turns out it was just someone's kitchen. We thought it was a pop up. We were like, "This is, yeah, this this is adorable. What are you right. doing in my house? What a niche oh, name for a restaurant! Oh, oh this is adorable. God. I love how the old man's yelling at yeah. us. And also the fact, like the kids are the wares. It's adorable. This it's adorable. Really they good. are all terrified. No, 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 no. You meant to eat it off their plates. That's yeah. that's how this restaurant works. You've got yeah. It's like it gives you the the feeling of being a parent in that you eat food off a crying child's plate. Right. I love this place. This, this is, is so really niche. Good. This is so hot. I love this. So hot right now. Do you, you guys take uh, PayPal? <laughs> Bitcoin? One you guys got Bitcoin? Bitcoin? You got Bitcoin? You got a Bitcoin machine? Oh, that, the restaurant that does take Bitcoins is genuinely for fat folks because that's for people that excessively use the internet. Yes. Yeah, so uh, I will tell you this about uh, uh, your uh, groovy restaurant with your mar- There's one with a marijuana leaf on its wall so maybe that's a stoner restaurant because oh. like we saw a picture of a, this new sydney restaurant that had a big giant marijuana leaf on so i'm gonna say maybe yeah. that's a place. yeah so it has some blumenthal oh so amy went to a party last saturday night and so he was there i've got home from um uh being on tour and uh we were gonna spend the night together but she's been here by herself you know while i'm away and she got invited to a party. And I got invited as well, but I was just tired. You'd come back from tour. Yeah. And yeah, like... Want to be in my own bed. Well, I talked to you two days before. And in between that, like I talked all day. And then I'd gone to prison. And then I'd done my show that night. And because it was the last show of the entire tour, my body had done that thing that sometimes your body does. Like those marathon runners who the minute they get across the line, yeah, they just collapse. Was- yeah. My body just did that for 24 hours. I was going to hang out with you on Friday night. And I just completely lost my voice. I couldn't talk at all. And... 
Yeah, 24 hours later, I was fine once I'd had some rest, but, like, there was yeah, just yeah. a moment where... Your body just goes into that, like, standby yeah. mode of just, like, sleep mode. I'm sleep done to, now. Yeah, need to... Yeah. You've, you've let the battery go down all the... I let you finish and save your Word document. Bah. You know how you've been doing this for two and a half months? Yeah, this is now we're going to take a little... Yeah. So I'm like, I'm going to come home, I'm just going to... And so she's like, do you mind if I go to this party? I'm like, of course, go to the party, you know, have a go, go and have a good time. Um, I'm going to lay on the couch, watch football, and just, like, go to sleep. You know, that's that's my night. I'm happy with that. Uh, so at this party, Hester Blumen Heston 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 Blumenthal, not Hester, his Hester. brother. He's he's a cover band, Hester Blumenthal. <laughs> Hester Blumenthal. Oh yeah, is this Hester Blumenthal's? Oh yeah, this is Hester's it's, place. It's a jazz yeah, yeah. band. Hester and the Blue. Hester Menthols. and the Blue Menthols. <laughs> uh, yeah, we're Hester, we're Hester and the Blue Menthols. <laughs> we, uh, we've got such songs as can't think of one, so now it's a hashtag. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I've worked out being a comedian is. If I can't work out the punchline, put it on Twitter. Some funny fan, I'll get back to you. So, uh, he was doing experiments with, like, you know, he was doing very Heston Blumenthal things. So, like, getting them to drink wine. But at the same time that he was, they were drinking the wine, he would, like, scrape, like, a knife on the top of the glasses to make a noise that, like, brings out something when you're drinking wine. And apparently there's a hand that you drink, you've got a soft hand. And apparently, you meant it, it tastes wine tastes different if you drink it out of your soft hand, uh, is, wait, is as your, opposed to is, your. Is it your wanking hand? I mean, I don't know. I imagine that'd be your hard hand. Oh, with all the calluses. How hard are you masturbating? I mean, just I mean, but just through workout, the extra workout, it's going to be more muscular. Whereas your other hand, you're not like like they say about people who don't work outdoors. You have soft hands, so clearly mm. the hand you work least with would because be your that's you. Hand. Yeah, because that's you, and also you're working indoors if you're masturbating. If you're doing it right, if you're doing if you're doing outside, come Mate, on. Let's, let's not judge people who masturbate outside. You know what? No, what? no I will. Why? I will. No, because Why? you have to just if you're masturbating Why? indoors, because it suggests you're doing it somewhere you shouldn't be. No, it doesn't. Yes, it does. Indoors might suggest that more. You're just got the luxury of working by yourself a lot, but most people who work indoors work in an office or a communal space. So doing it indoors would be offensive. Whereas like a lot of people who work outdoors, like farmers or whatever, the cows don't mind. If you, you just like you, in the no. You can't masturbate into a field. Why? Why not? You can't sow your own seeds while you sow your own seeds. You can, because exactly. that's Why what. Wouldn't you do it just for that purpose? Well, you, well I'm glad that you vegetarians. I am sowing my seeds. <laughs> like you do it, plowing the that. land. I mean, literally plowing the land. If you wanted to, no one's going to see it. Uh, no, I, I'm sorry. I'm against. I don't agree with masturbation outside. Um, why? Because explain to me logically why. Because really, why? Don't just have a gut instinct. Be- Walk right. me through it like an intelligent because person. Masturbation are. is why? a private thing. Yeah, so why but, can't the outdoors be private? You're in because a cave. It's out, because it's outdoors. And that's where other people are. Okay, I'll give you... Okay. Aaron Ralston. Remember that guy? No. The 127 hours guy. The guy yes. got his arm trapped and then he had to but he was in But so he was in a crevice and... and outdoors. But it was, it's not within eyeline. It's, outdoors to me just suggests that you're... The person you're... Because here's... Ah, I've got it. Here's okay, why. why. If it's indoors, you're watching porn, yeah. most likely. Why? If you're Because that's where computers okay. are, yeah, right? Sure. Yeah. If you're outdoors... You have a phone? Yeah, but how, how much do you need this wank? 
I like, mean, if I was trying to suggest like an emergency situation. Maybe you're in the outback. Maybe you've been trekking across Australia and you're like, but you're probably well. There's snakes the there. The no, that might not. be a main call for some snakes. Like a, you've got like when you're, you're camping outdoors, you got your hippie little brace band on. Uh-huh. You start shaking that. Accidentally, now you've summoned a bunch of cobras, right? Rattlesnakes. Right? They're all coming out. They've heard Neither the rattling. Of those are snakes that you would find in Australia. But well, well all right, Steve Irwin. Right? Well, maybe. <laughs> Too soon. <laughs> He's our Diana. <laughs> he was killed yeah, by yeah. the Australian he, royal family. Yeah, they hired a stingray. Yeah, he was killed by Crocodile Dundee. <laughs> he was getting too big for his own good. This is only one time Look, for one. If you're rattling your wrist and you've just like, and yeah. you've just, a snake's going to come out and be like, here's some fucking other snake claiming that this is his territory. And then you spit on that snake. That cobra's going to be like, fuck, I'll fucking spit back, cunt. What if you Poison, now you're dead. Don't masturbate outside. In a tent, fine. It's not outside. It's inside, but outside. But in a tent, you can't see the snakes coming. You'll be but, but they're outside, so it doesn't matter. Of a tent? Yeah. You think that Australian snakes can't get through a fucking tent? No, where? It's all sealed. If you look... Oh, if you you live in some... What, who got How are they tent? getting through Did the Did you tent? get your tent from the people who cover up diseases in the US? <laughs> Do you have a hazmat tent? Is that what you're in? No. They get no. in the tent. Snakes get in tents How? all the time. Where? There's How? only one hole the and you've sealed... Hole. No, you've sealed it. Shut if, up. If a snake's got into your... That's your fault and I'm glad you're dead. You've not tainted well, properly. Well, you haven't concentrated on it because you're too busy fucking touching yourself in the middle yeah, of the wilderness. Again, another reason why you shouldn't masturbate outside because oh, now you you're said, agreeing you with said me. You intense were fine. No, no, I didn't. I still agree intense, is, although no. I have masturbated in tents. Yes. Well, in two tents. It's always a funny prank. Oh, yeah, from the outside. Yeah, it's just a funny yeah. prank. Well, that's what they say. That's that famous saying. You'd rather be... Yeah. Inside the tent being masturbated no, on, then right. outside the tent being masturbated in. Uh, the opposite with that one. Oh, that's, that, that's how it works. <laughs> well, maybe you. No. Have I you mean, you have you masturbated outside? Because you seem to. No. Oh, wait, have I masturbated outside? I mean, I don't think that I have. But oh, I have. Uh, oh, see now I'm see? a hypocrite. Yeah, right. I'm philosophically you. Ah. Uh, so you're now saying that you're fine with me, but maybe I'm just a shit. No, I no, I'm standing by. No, I just don't see where you're drawing the line. To be honest, I think that's your private business, and it should always be conducted in some place where it's private, regardless yeah. of whether it's indoors or outdoors. My issue isn't the indoors or outdoors. My issue is the privacy, privacy. of the situation. And I would argue you can be equally private outdoors as you could be indoors. Yeah, but and like, you're going to be equally exposed outdoors as you are indoors. I bet. I, yeah, people are more likely to stand on it. Like, But maybe you're in the desert or you're in a field. You're recreating snakes on a plane. You are literally on a plane <laughs> of land <laughs> holding a snake. Holding a snake. It's a long stretch. Is, which is, <laughs> which is another... Also, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fill in the jokes yourself. Yeah. So, <laughs> blah, 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 blah. So, Hassan Blumenthal's masturbating. Yeah, so... <laughs> He says, no, it takes, it makes it, no, so you have a soft hand or a, oh, a yeah. hard hand, apparently, that your wine tastes different in. I, he's making I don't believe and, that. That's To me, that's excessive science. Right. But, like, come on now. But you don't find it interesting? Like an interesting I party just, trick? I, I find it's one of those things where he, he, he could make up that fact because he knows I'm never going to try and prove him wrong. It's yeah. such a... It would be such a dull argument to be involved in that you can just make up facts if it's not interesting to argue against. I mean, I would argue that probably the power of the suggestion itself probably yeah, changes. Because he the, says it, he's got the power. Right. If Blumenthal is like, oh, if you an know, expert says, yeah, steak 
tastes better uh, if you're eating it with a fork from your right hand than your left against it. And you go, oh, that sounds like something you would know. And he's just like, what an idiot. Right. So if you say anything with enough conviction, we yeah. managed, me and Kai managed to convince Kai's girlfriend that in, uh, you know, the two main roads in the UK are the M1 and the M5, the big uh, motorways. Yep. We managed to convince her that during times of rush hour, uh, the population and density of those roads was so much that they were legally declared villages and had mayors. <laughs> I mean... <laughs> It's a lovely theory, though. It's a, you, if you see anything with enough conviction, people will believe you. Kai had me convinced for about... I was hungover for 30 seconds, and he went... We were walking through Vegas, and he went, did you know that Vegas is the only man-made city? And I, not really listening to the question, just went, oh, wow, really? Yeah, it's amazing. 15 seconds before I went, hold on a fuck. Right. <laughs> Who made all the other cities? <laughs> the aliens, right? Ah, uh, the aliens. Illuminati. Chemtrails! Yeah. yeah. Uh, here's the thing. I feel like on this podcast, we've come across like we're food science deniers. <laughs> and I think the two of us are people who say we should trust the experts. And if like if 97% of like top celebrity chefs agree that food science is a thing, then maybe we should like, no, you know, believe in more. Back in the 40s, 70% of doctors recommended cigarettes. So maybe they're the new cancer. How, but how, are you, how do scientists. we know that you're not being paid off? By the fucking pub food lobby. Because if I think like bring back like ordinary. <laughs> because food look what I'm wearing. There. That's my counteract. Why aren't you being paid off by coal fired? What am I steaks, spending it on? Like coal fired pizzas. <laughs> they are better. Right there you go. See, look at that. No, but that's an opinion. Yeah. Yeah. No, oh. I would say coal fired pizzas way better than your fucking. Oh, I've steamed this one on the like head of a stressed Mayan. Have you ever tried a solar pizza? A solar pizza. I bet that is a thing. Yeah, solar pizza, solar powered, and wind farm pizza. That's delicious. No, that's how you cool them down. Oh, that's it. Yeah, yeah. After the solar, <laughs> yeah, because yeah. it's so hot from all the. Right. It does take a while for them to deliver them because we have to fly them pretty close to the sun. But... <laughs> yeah, we're, our, the name of our country is called P- uh, Icarus's Pizza. Right. <laughs> We fly high enough, the cheese melts, but not too high. (laughs) Then the flavor's gone. (laughs) (laughs) Icarus, just enough. Goldilocks is Icarus Pizza Company. We fly close to the sun, but just the right amount. Right, not too close. Goldilocks, Icarus. Icarus? Icarus. 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 Dickery Doc. We've, We've lost it. Yeah. Okay. Heston Blumenthal. Oh, no, prison. Or are oh. we still on Heston? No, no, we're done with Heston now. Heston's gone. Uh, what time is it, by the way? Now, on your watch, that does work because you didn't slam it into someone's sternum. Yeah, the cheaper one. Uh, 20 to 3. Okay, cool. In the morning. Whoa, All right. Oh, my yeah, God. Rock yeah. roll, party, comedy. <laughs> Actually, to be honest, that would justify the amount of wine we've drunk. <laughs> yeah, that would be... To like... be honest, this is the worst case scenario. <laughs> yeah, the like... fact that we are this drunk at this time of the uh, afternoon Yeah, yeah, is after... actually... That is one of the things I do love about doing this <laughs> podcast because you are very much like me, which is just regards as like, should we have uh, should we have a joint and some wine? Just go, obviously, right? Oh no, fucking Thursday is it Thursday? Yeah, sure, why not? Yeah, it's a Thursday. Yeah, it's a Thursday. I've already podcasted today. This is a big. You're the meat in my podcast sandwich today. Yeah. So I podcasted my footy podcast with Charlie earlier. If you don't listen, it's called Two Guys One Cup. Uh, it's an AFL podcast, but I think that even if you don't follow AFL and you you, you might find some things yeah, funny in it. Enjoy, look, if you enjoy if you enjoy full fop and toe fop, you realistically like two thirds of this podcast anyway. 
Right, you're going to, yes. Look, you just, sometimes you just don't understand, like, the things that we're talking about on this podcast. Yeah, because we talk some, shit. Some people, it turns out, don't enjoy me talking about Batman vs. Superman every single episode of this podcast. And to those people, I say, well, get your own fucking podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> listen to yourself back. Yeah. See how much you like it, you yeah, scat. Yeah, I don't listen. You're the one making the mistake. <laughs> so, hang on, what? <laughs> That's yeah, terrible marketing. Yeah, this is awful. Uh, this should be the uh, your Patreon advert. I don't know if you get adverts on Patreon. I don't know either. I don't know how it works, but I'm glad that people contribute. Thank you very much. Uh, so, on Friday of last week, uh, less than a week ago, I went to prison. And we had done a podcast the day before. Yeah. Because you were going in, there was basically, uh, they were going to do stand-up comedy. Right. Well, that's what I believed was going to happen. It turns out that that wasn't quite what did happen. Uh, so we speculated on what prison might be like and what the stand-up comedy in the prison might be like. But it was not quite like that, I will say. But it was genuinely one of the most... Um, it was one of the most amazing experiences of my life. It genuinely was. I um, got picked up at 7.30 in the morning. So, bad start to any day. Already, I fucking hated it. <laughs> like, I was like, fuck these guys. Yeah. Fuck this guy. And that day. is why I hear one of the worst things about prison. Like, you've right. gone in and you've suffered more than they already have. I mean, so, now you're on an equal And it was field. weird for me to open like that. But also, and I... And when <laughs> guys, I, guys, I know how you feel. And also... My when alarm I, was at seven. Also, when I yelled out, fuck these guys, it brought up some bad memories for people. <laughs> so, I, I, I was really off to a bad start. You came right. and you said, fuck the system. And they were like, yes, yeah, fuck the system. Fuck the already... System, you're just getting a neo-Nazi tattoo on your neck. So, uh, well, they're the, you know, I'm not getting an original Nazi tattoo. I'll get a neo-Nazi yeah, tattoo. hipster. I'm a hipster. Yeah. I'm a hipster Hitler. Artisanal Nazi. Yeah. Artis-Nazi. Artis-Nazi. Yeah, artisanal. Yeah, artisan Nazi. Artisan Nazi? Artisan Nazi. That's better. That sounds like an Italian painter. Ah, it's artisan Nazi. Artisan Nazi. Now we're racist. Yeah. No, But you've been in prison, so it's fine. It's fine. Yeah. Is it? Is that how it works? Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, he served his time, mate. He's allowed to be racist. He's allowed to, yeah. Yeah. Come on, mate. Uh, so, uh, yeah, got picked up at 7.30 in the morning, but I did actually wake up early. You know those mornings when you know that you've got something on? Also, I had a bit of jet lag because I'd flown from LA to Were you going in Perth. a car or were you going in like a... Did you go in like a prison bus? Oh, in the... <laughs> yeah, they picked me up. I put on an orange jumpsuit. They said, no, I mean, you say that, I would, love, I would love to be a but like, to an extent. I don't want to get shanked. But, like, being in the prison bus would be pretty fucking cool. Right. Surely. The, but this is not... I'm not going on a prison ride today. No. I'm actually... It has dawned on me at some stage in this your adventure. At dawn. Ironically, when things dawn on me. <laughs> That's uh, every day. And if I sleep through it, yeah. the whole I, day I, I go with that revelation. And I'll be honest with you, I have most, most of my premonitions in the morning because I, I never dusk on anything. Oh, I've not ever dusked I've never on dusked. anything. But yeah. I just dusked that woman should be allowed to vote. Oh, no, no. It's just dust on me. No. No, never happens. It's always dawning. Get up early. That's yeah. why you got to get up early. <laughs> so, um, by the way, that uh, noise in the background is just uh, the taps being turned on in my house. Because oh. my house, the front part of my house, has been here since there was houses here. Yeah. Pretty much. And so, uh, some of the plumbing also has been here. So, oh. in this not soundproof uh, room yeah. out the back is of my... Is this not where the, your friend fucked? Yeah, well, in this half where I am, to be honest, because there was a wall that used to be here and they fucked up against. We've removed the fuck wall. 
Oh. The fuck wall is literally between it's like, where... It's, it's the where, Berlin one. It was the fuck that brought the wall down. It, it came down. It fell yeah. down. David Hasselhoff sang. It was a whole thing. <laughs> because love destroys all walls. Yeah. Which is why you're not allowed to uh, fuck on the Great Wall of China. Right. Because if you fuck someone on the Great Wall of China, you can be seen from space. Yeah. And there used to be glory holes in there. <laughs> right along the wall. Yeah. But I mean, it was mainly for stabbing, you know, Mongolian invaders. But well, that's, now what, glory that's holes. what they said. Mon glory holes. Mon glory holes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So, um, yeah, so this was where the wall was in between us, but there is no wall there anymore. Uh, so, uh, prison. prison. You're not going in on the... So, it's, it's, it's occurred to me at about six o'clock that morning, it dawned on, uh, on me at dawn, that I'm actually going to prison and I should start thinking about what how to I... wear. Right. <laughs> no, but seriously. That <laughs> really? Was... I was... <laughs> well, okay, I know you joke, but then think about it. What do you wear? What do you wear to prison? What would you? Oh yeah, because you, you don't want to go to prison. You don't want to. Yeah, you can't go in in a anything a smart. Because right? who are you, you, fucking superior dick? Absolutely right. You don't dress up for prison. I imagine. Like, I imagine by the way, just everyone knows that's my superhero name. If I ever, ever was superior, one. superior pre- dick. Okay, sure. <laughs> it's time for a superior dick. Da, da, da. I'm looking down on you and my penis. What's that up in the sky? <laughs> <laughs> okay, so yeah, so you you have to be thinking about what is it that I want to wear like what what is it that I want to wear into this environment right? nothing orange don't want to clash no exactly although they wore green did they actually green yeah no. their kind of uniform was green Why? and here's what I will say I was surprised at how much variation on the uniform there can be in, in that as long as it's green it's pretty much like you know like just come as a green party like there was a lot of like shorts there was a lot of like long pants there, there was a, a lot of kind of tracksuit pants How are they getting Variations on the thing. Is I mean, I guess it's just prison wear. Like, but there's different types of prison, prison wear. Prison wear by top man. Right, you can get a prison hoodie. Maybe you can't get a hoodie, I guess, because the you mm-hmm. probably couldn't. Yeah, you but can, like, you can, you can get de- definitely get a sweatshirt. Yeah, like there can, was, uh, yeah, you can get a prison trilby. Yeah, prison fedora, <laughs> definitely. Prison fedora. Uh, yeah, prison boots. And that's why you're in prison because if you're wearing a fedora, you've realistically been shit to women at some point in your life. Yeah, there's, uh, that's the only evidence they need. Yeah, some uh, people say it's circumstantial, but it's not. No, if you've worn a fedora at one point in your life, uh, you, you know have what? mansplained. You know what? Retrospectively, let's not convict people for past crimes. But if you've worn a fedora, fedora. in the last two years you- since you've known, it's like getting like it's it's not your fault. If you had like a Southern Cross tattoo in Australia yeah. before that was a sign that you were racist, yeah, fuckwit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, but, but racist fuckwits made it. This, yeah. But if you get one now, you're you're joining the right. Yeah, other thing. if you're wearing a trilby, you've joined them. You have you've joined the movement. Right, just don't do on. it. It's an easy choice. Yeah. Do you hate women? Yes. Wear a trilby. All right, here's your hat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the club. We have hats and badges. We have hats. <laughs> We have hats and opinions. <laughs> we have, and neck beards. Yeah, right, and neck beards, yeah. Uh, so um, I ended up wearing uh, runners, like wore runners. I thought that's runners are good. Um, I wore... <laughs> that's very paranoid of you. <laughs> in case, in case. I had my best... I, I wore Olympic running shoes. Yeah, stretch, I, stretching I wore spikes. <laughs> and, and I, <laughs> stretching before you get into I prison. I took some starting blocks. <laughs> Because normally you just get stretched in prison, but right. to do it beforehand is so. <clears throat> I um uh, I wore my tracksuit pants. I wore like uh, black tracksuit pants, underwear underneath, which I don't always do, mm-hmm. but on a prison day I thought it was an underwear day. 
and then I wore like a, a just a t-shirt and like a, a jean jacket. So sort of I thing. was really hoping you were just like, and then just like a fucking wife beater vest, right. <laughs> <laughs> like fake tattoos across your chest. Like I want to fit in. Well, firstly, the thing that I need to say is that I did not know I was going to go on a prison visit when I packed for my trip. So I had to make do with... Oh, yeah, before you came over. With what choices I had. So so you didn't have a prison shopping day before? I had not gone... Like, I had not had time to go, what would I wear to prison? Yeah. Like Before you put your socks on, you had to take the bars of soap out of them. Well, I mean, that's just because I like to be clean. <laughs> I always just carry bars of soap with me at all times, and because I hate whales. <laughs> so... I don't think soap's not made out of whales anymore, is it? No, was not. it? Well, yeah. The, there was yeah. a point where there was some it's like whale when cl- in soap. Hor- like, Clue was made out of horse- horses. Horses. Was that true? I mean, I th- who cares? <laughs> <laughs> From a vegetarian. <laughs> I mean, I assume it's not now, right? <laughs> Yeah, I don't give a fuck about the animals before I were alive. Well, I can't do anything about that, mate. It's in the fucking past. Yeah. Like, we've got to deal with the, the situation we have now. I don't want any animal in the future to be, like, treated in that cruel way. But I imagine if we were still making glue out of horses, John Oliver would have dealt with it Yeah, right he would have done one of the 18-minute segments on. as that's opposed an, to one of the four-minute segments. Exactly, that's a whole that's bit. Im- that's how important you can tell an issue is. Right. Uh, if it's, like, a four-minute bit, it's like, ah, this is kind of fucked, but sure. If it's 18 minutes... You know, it's fucked. It's fucked. They'd be dancing glue sticks. Yeah, I don't even need to watch it. I just go, what's my pet? John yeah. Oliver does it on NSA. I'm assuming yeah, I'm against that. I'm Here against we go. that. Yeah. Because the left wing are just as bad as the right. Hang on, what? 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 <laughs> Edit. I, uh, <laughs> the only time you've ever edited just, just to cover up the oh, left wing conspiracy the left wing conspiracy theories uh, no absolutely I mean anyone who's didactic in that way is as bad as each yeah. other I mean we're seeing it in Australia at the moment because we're about to well we have started a 53 day election campaign or something ridiculous like that and ordinarily because of my television show the last two elections we've covered the election on the show and uh, because they went to an early election this year we had planned this year we had this whole year planned around we were going to come back and do an election version of our television yeah. show and cover the election which meant that I would have had to be watching every minute of it and every, like yeah, yeah. every single thing and it turned out because they threw an early election that the other two guys on the show just had clashes because they have real jobs and um, oh, show offs. So we couldn't do it. Oh. And I was devastated because that was the reason that I come. It's our, my favorite version of the show and I've always enjoyed doing that version of the show. But now that it started, the immense relief, not like in a professional sense, I would have loved if we could have done the show. Yeah. But in a personal sense, the fact that I just don't have to care because. Everyone's picking a side, yeah, and yeah. everybody's going to yell at each other, and you cannot make any comment in this environment without, off without like somebody. A bunch of people, and you're like, well, why would I want to have a debate in the middle of somewhere where you've decided we can't debate things? Yeah, or why would I want to have an opinion or a joke or a thought in the middle of a place in where you've decided when, when none of you are able to take a fucking joke right. because you take everything so literally, and that is both sides. Yeah. That is without a doubt both sides. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like the overreaction of both sides to like you know to label people you know to take the same event and put these like outrageous it's, labels on things is it's 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 not good for public yeah, discourse yeah I, w- I would say the far left are uh 
you know, the far right are obviously in my, just because I am left, the worst ones. But the far left, even I'm just like, you are as elitist as those ones are. You're doing the same thing. You're looking down on everyone on your own side, I find. Well, you're someone who's a uh, pretty overt with your atheism. Like how there's a part of atheism certainly there's a like yeah. a there's a part of that world that shares that um, oh, pleasantness pleasantness yeah of- the super and occasionally I'll, during my stand up I definitely delve into you know being a bit looking down the nosy but that's just part of the character I do on right the stage persona and also I'm fully aware that I like my whole thing is I grew up in a very religious family I've got my uncle that's the minister. I, I'm around religion constantly and I see religion done in the way that I'd like it to be done, which is the same thing, the same way I think it should be done with athe- atheism, which is it's personal. I keep my atheism personal to myself, except during my show, but obviously it's my show. Right. My show is very personal, so that's why I talk about atheism during my show. It's my show, you paid to sort of say it. I, would, I, will, I will hardly bring my atheist out in public unless someone brings out their religion and then I'm just like, I'll fire with fire, you can't. Right. Let's fucking, let's Dragon Ball Z this shit right down to the ground. Right, because you've prepared your arguments. I have. <laughs> and, and if you're willing to... It's, for me, I'm like, I'm just... But how do you feel about... And this is the thing that I am like have become less uh, fervent or ardent or whatever it is in my atheism. Because yeah. I think that everybody still knows that I you know, am not a believer that there is a God or any gods. Mm. My, one of my more favourite lines from my uh, recent show was... Uh, I was talking about this guy, Adam Goods, who was the footballer yeah. I was telling you about before... And uh, one of the big things that people booed him for was he celebrated a goal by running towards the crowd and waving an imaginary spear. And people were like, you know, he's like threatening the crowd with an imaginary... What? Oh, yeah. And so I had a whole bit about that. But one of the lines in it was like, because we talked about it for a week in Australia. It was like this big fucking issue for a fucking week. He's imaginary hunting me. I was like, you know, yeah, that's what I said. Oh, no, put up your imaginary spears. (laughs) Come on, guys, imagine harder. But uh, uh, what is this fucking kids pantomime? <laughs> but the other thing is, like, oh well. Firstly, this is you'll love this. Wasn't even an imaginary spear. He later revealed it was an imaginary boomerang, so it would have come back. <laughs> but the line that well, I, maybe he was imaginary bad at throwing it. The the line I said in the show was, I said, like, yeah, we live in a country where gay people can't get married because of an imaginary god, but <laughs> it's the imaginary spear. No, let's concentrate on that. Yeah. And the line that comes after is, and I said, by the way, if you're a Christian in the audience, please do not be offended by that joke. I do honestly, from my heart, mean all imaginary gods. <laughs> so, like... <laughs> and, not and, just yours. Right. I, I, I don't believe in God. Mm. So, when I say I don't believe in God, I don't mean... Yeah, just it's not your God. Yeah, I'm not being specifically shitty to Christians. Right. I'm doing it to we live in Muslims, a, Jews, Hindus. We live in a mostly Christian... But that's the thing about, like, when you get labelled left. Like, some people, like, label this idea of, like, that you're some Islamic uh, sympathiser, which is completely misrepresents what my thought is, which is I, I think that everybody should get be able to treat it equally and whatever. But, no, I, I think their belief in their God is equally ridiculous to of me than... And the same with but the- that's just the prism through which I view my world. And the thing that started to piss me off were the people who, not for comic effect or not for whatever, but have this higher sense of self or belief because... Yeah, it's, it's very... That's what, that's what I mean. Religion is very... People say it's a personal religion. Very rarely is it personal. Most time it's something that causes you to think a certain way and look down on other people because... Yeah. Uh, but that being said, I'm also guilty of that. I genuinely... Of and course. I, really. If I meet someone who genuinely believes in God, and this is a horrible thing, but I can't... I genuinely think less of them. 
right? And that's not a good way of thinking it's something. But if I, someone goes, I'm religious, and I've known them for a bit, and they go, I believe in God, my th- estimations never go down, because to me, I'm just like, part of your brain is turned off. I mean, I think that as well, and I don't like it necessarily oh, it's not a good, I, I, yeah, yeah, I'm not proud of it, but... And there are exceptions to that rule. So my friend Jared, this brings us back to the prison, which is yeah. great. Because the reason I went out there is my friend Jared McKenna, who you can listen to his philosophy episode, he believes in Jesus. And he believes that Jesus can turn around. And, and the reason that like he's going to these places is to help these people through what he believes is Jesus' story to turn. And he believes it. Yep. And we have these great conversations and he knows that I don't believe it. And we, you know, we have these debates and these jokes. And when I make a lazy, like, you know, kind of thing, he'll pull me up on shit like i was talking about uh what was it? oh i was talking about the analogies between batman and versus superman and religious and i was talking about the idea of superman being this alien who comes from the sky who lives among us as human yeah. beings and blah, blah blah and i was like you can probably see some parallels there jared and he goes well technically jesus uh was a man a god who lived amongst us as a man not uh, an actual superhero and the same and no, it's just fact check and he'll debate these things but it's like it's good because i'm just getting called on my broad generalizations of like, I'd rather have specific... Like, yeah. he believes that Jesus was a real person, so every time I say that Jesus wasn't real, what I really lazily mean is I do not believe that Jesus Christ, whether he lived or not, was the son of God. Yeah. But he'll pull me up on the idea of, the, the well, the historical relevance of at least there was someone... Admit there was someone historically that they've seemed to have proved who was called Jesus uh, Christ that see, regardless I'm, I'm, of... I, th- there's no evidence uh, of of that, the actual history... Because that's an argument people, people always go, my dad pulled me up on uh-huh. this. So I was doing the whole thing. I did exactly what he did, which was I was like, look, we all know that Jesus, the person, was sort of really just wasn't the son of God. And my dad was just like, fucking what, cunt? <laughs> and it's just, I've been doing the joke for a while, but it was a new line that came in. And I was like, we all know, yeah. like I read Reza right. Aslan's book uh-huh. and it's about the historical Jesus. And yeah. I was like, fucking no. Like, and just went to this, I can't, typical of my dad just going into this five, ten minute bit where he just goes through all the sources and all uh, this and proves it. And I just go, I don't retain any of the information. I just retain the fact and then pass it He's on. your John Oliver. Yeah, yeah, my dad. <laughs> so the, idea, the, only, the only proof that there is of any Jesus, first of all, his name wasn't Jesus. It was Yebda or something along those lines. It's sure. hugely mistranslated. But through. for showbiz. Yeah, like, for showbiz. You G- know what? Jay Krizzle's a lot easier to say. No, but none of us knew how to like you know, pronounce Prince's symbol, but it was a thing. Yeah. We all got it. <laughs> And it was the artist formerly known as. Yeah, the artist formerly known as Jebna. <laughs> Jebda. Jedwood. Jedwood. Oh, God, Jedwood. The artist formerly known as Jedwood. Uh, Jesus' original name was Jedwood. Jedwood. It was twins. Yeah. I, I, so the second coming was really disappointing. It was on <laughs> X Factor. God, he knows how to make an entrance. <laughs> um, they really misjudged it. They'd been following and they're like, well, this show's really popular. Like, we gotta I mean, look at we gotta the... speak to people. And we should split into two people because they're not gonna. We learned last time that they're not gonna believe one right, of us. We can't hang both of us. One yeah, can back yeah. the other up. Yeah, they can't crucify us both, can Come they? <laughs> Simon Calmer, you know what I'm yeah, saying, yeah. guys? Uh, so. Uh, all right, so regardless of any of yeah. Jesus, blah, 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 he's a, he's a he's a good Christian, and the reason he does this is because of that. So we go out there, and suddenly you're very aware that this is prison. Like, up until this point, I had no really preconceived... Other than comically preconceived notions, yeah. I didn't have any, any actual... I was like, well, I don't know what it's going to be like, so I might as well not even think about yeah, it. Yeah, you know, yeah. I'll just see what it's like when I get there and experience it in real time. And 
the levels of security just to get into the prison, you're suddenly very aware. Was it like, so it's a lot of it? So firstly, you have to go into this first room, which is where like the families and stuff must like wait and stuff. So there's everywhere, there's these kind of eerie reminders of these people's real life because they've got boxes full of like obviously toys for kids and storybooks and oh, like yeah, bits like that. Where it's you're like, like, a de- like a dentist waiting room. Right. So it's You just, know something bad's about to happen in the other room where a grown man's about to ask you to open your mouth. Right. So they've uh, they've you're clearly reminded straight away that these are people with families and lives and whatever they left oh, behind. Yeah. So like you just suddenly have that thing of going you, Yeah, it's not the it's uh, not the oh they're all monsters. Right. You go, oh evidence bit one that literally every person in here is a full-on human being. Right. Is a full-on to the core human being. So then you have to just basically, your only thing you're allowed to take in is your ID. So you have to make sure that you've got nothing else on you other than your like ID that you're going to need to get so into the So you couldn't prison. even Snapchat it? Uh, yeah, couldn't take your phone. That is the worst thing about prison. I mean, that was the worst thing. Oh, I mean, I was like, have you guys seen this dog face you can put on? Like, <laughs> I've got a great idea for Snapchat. It's called Who Let the Dogs Out? And and we pretend we're on a break and they'll love it. 10 seconds, guys. So um, you have to put all that in a locker. You get your little key and whatever. Then we go through the actual security part. So now it's starting to get a little more really serious. They give us the, you you give over your ID and then you get like a sort of a, a kind of like a tag or whatever. You go through the the X-ray machine, and then there's a sniffer dog there that like. Now, as I said to you before, I said I only really had the clothes that I already had with me. Yeah, yeah, and also it's your tracksuit bottoms. Mm. You must have that fear of like, these are tracksuit bottoms. Right. This is what I relax in. It is very likely. I did. Look, I don't have a washing machine in my apartment. Like this is right. So there is a little bit of me going. Every time I go through airports, I had a dog run straight across the fucking thing to me, to my back. And I'm like, there easily could be a bud of fucking weed in there. Fortunately, just a friendly dog. <laughs> just a big fan. Yeah, yeah, big fan. Came up with autograph. Uh, so uh, you go through, sniff a dog, blah, blah, blah. Then they hand you this. It looks like an old Nokia phone. It's about the size of an old Nokia, like, you know, cell phone. Yeah. Um, but it's got a big red button on it, and that's your panic button. So basically, at any stage, if I felt threatened while I was in there, I would just push that button, and like guards and stuff would. Oh like, wow! Um, yeah. Ooh. And so suddenly you're like, and that's the thing. The worst thing about big red buttons. Very tempting to push. I mean, anytime anyone asks me a question, I want to buzz in. <laughs> It'd be good to do that. Have that button during radio interviews. Yeah. Just like with local radio. Yeah. So, what's the best hack you've ever had? Ah, guards come in and shoot her. Where do you get your ideas? <laughs> <laughs> what do your parents think of it? Like, are they like, what? Uh, so, you've got this button. Uh, they, you meant to put it on your belt, but I'm wearing tracksuit pants. Well, you're so, allowed a belt. So. Yeah. Ah, hold on a minute. That's a good point. Well, probably on the, maybe not on your belt, but on your jeans. Like it's a clip on thing where you can like, you know, put it on your, but I've got tracksuit pants on. So they've had to provide me with like, kind of like a, the sort of like belt you might have on a bag or something like that. Like, you know, just a little clip, clip belt thing that I had to hang my panic thing off. So now I'm like slinking around like I'm not, like a really casual old school gunslinger. So I have this like kind of 
just like hanging off me like a gun, my little panic button. Yeah, okay, it's fully unarmed, man. Uh, and by the way, they're like, oh, please don't bump me into things because we don't know if you've just bumped into things. We think it's going to be, so we'll come, you know. With- oh, well, that's good to know. Right. You, would you say second you get you just do a test or one? Yeah. <laughs> Let's oh, just checking, guys. Just, just checking. Uh, oh, 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 oh. <laughs> so, um,. So, so we go into the place where... So, firstly, my first impressions of the prison, uh, it was better than where I went to university. <laughs> like, Well, like, not the not the girls, though. Oh, no girls. Yeah. No girls. Was, so, no, I mean, guards. There was girl guards. Oh, was there? Yeah. Uh, yeah, there was girl guards, but apparently there's places where the... There's a strut. That's what we learned. So, there's like a... You can, when you're walking by yourself, because the way that it works, it's kind of like an open plan thing. Now, obviously, they have times and regulations for things, but what they're trying to do, this prison is trying to have people not come back. So their entire focus is... It's rehabilitation. Rehabilitation yeah. and trying to reintegrate people into society and giving them the skills that when they serve their time that they will be able to go out and not fall back into crime. Because the major thing that makes you fall back into crime is that you go out in society and, and no one will give you another fucking job. Yeah, yeah. So you end up going back and to the thing And you've also just that, made all of these contacts in prison. Right. Like, yeah. Oh, yeah. Now you've got mad fucking skills. Yeah. Now yeah. you know exactly where to go. You know the price below in the streets. Yeah, absolutely. So I'm a blow in the streets. I mean, cocaine, not prostitution. I mean, probably both. Oh fuck yeah! I mean, you know, you probably know one against the other, like the Dow Jones or the like. You know, they probably do it at the end of the day. What's the dong against the dong? Uh, imagine that would be awful. You're trying to buy coke on the streets and like, can I get some blow? And the guy's like, yeah, just run the back alley, and then just starts going down on you. I mean, wow. I reckon that guy could also get you some coke. Yeah. So, <laughs> well, often it's like, hey, can I have some coke? I don't have any money. Can I blow you in this bag? <laughs> it's transactional. It yeah, all ends yeah. up being in the in the same world. So, uh, another day I'll give you my theory on why cocaine is uh, the worst thing in the entire world, but I'll, we'll get back okay. to that another time. Uh, so, uh, so we've gone into this. So, we've gone into this area. It really is open plan. They've got a big gym. They've got this kind of like oval where like people can like play sports and stuff. And the prisoners are allowed in when they're allowed to. They can't just wander around. But at certain times, it would look like from outside appearances that they're just wandering from one place to the other. Now, it turns out there's a system to that and they're being watched on cameras at all times. But what they're trying to give them is that kind of sense of... Freedom. Freedom. And, you know, and, yeah, yeah. Within that framework of whatever. And even in this prison, they have this kind of dormish area where if you are on good behaviour and if you clean on your drug tests and all those sort of things, you can literally move into a more prison wing that is a bit more like a university dorm where there's a communal area for some time of the day and you can cook your own food. And So they're basing it all on this rewards program. 50% of the people who are there, well, nearly 50% of the people who are there are Indigenous, which for 3% of the population is a huge mm. amount of late people. It's almost as bad as America's prisons. Isn't yeah. It? yeah. Well, it's worse. In Australia, the rate of incarceration of young black men in Australia is worse than it was in apartheid South Africa. Jesus. So, yeah. That's not a fun fact. No, that's, that's not That's definitely fun fact. not on like a popsicle stick. No, oh yeah, I got that on a fantail. It's <laughs> like, weird they put yeah. it in the end. No, it was just was under like, a snapple. This guy's oh. got really dark now. Oh, jeez. Like, oh, God, I'm not thirsty anymore. Right. New snapple fucking real 
real facts. <laughs> fucking <laughs> real truths. Yeah, yeah. Snap, Snapple. Hashtag truth bombs. Yeah, truth bombs. <laughs> yeah, Snapple's new truth bombs range. Oh. I reckon there'd be some people up for that. If you could just like, John Oliver's, it's like when they give like a celebrity a Ben and Jerry's ice cream. Yeah. They could have John Oliver Oliver's run of truth bombs. Bob's Snapples. Snapples. <laughs> oh, God. Oh. It'd be like, fact. Snapple is rotting your teeth and sugar's destroying American mainstream society. In fact, Snapple is also owned by the same corporation that owns Coca-Cola, which owns 3% of, or fucking 30% of all corporations. Open your eyes, sheeple. <laughs> Jesus, Snapple. Jesus, this, this is, is fucking... I mean, I'm not going to read these anymore. Yeah, man, just drink the drink. But I do want just Coke. A, yeah, I do want a Coke, though. <laughs> Coke and Snapple would go well together, don't you think? <laughs> no. Uh, so... Uh, we go into this uh, area. They're all kind of walking around, but they're being monitored all the time. Uh, part of this program that we're going in for. So the way that they're trying to contact the indigenous people is through art. And they, they went in and showed us the indigenous art gallery. And man, like some of the stuff that was in there in a completely non-patronizing or anything way was if you'd walked into a gallery or a rich fucker's house yeah. and that stuff was on the wall, you'd be like, oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Oh That's, wow. Okay. Yeah. Like amazing stuff. Like the use of color and depth and perception and like I mean that traditional dot painting, but not just that traditional dot painting. Like yeah. amazing stuff. And that's their kind of way of saying, well, here's something else that you know you, you can we can connect to you. Hmm. The theater department has been harder to get indigenous people in because apparently one of the hardest things is in the indigenous community is the concept of shame. So the idea of getting up in front of other people and kind of embarrassing yourself or doing comedy uh, or those sort of okay. things is not like, you know, but there were some indigenous people who were involved. When we got there, there was probably about, I would have said there was like 40 or 50 people. They have a comedy club set up. And by the way, this comedy club, like it's got a backdrop, it's got better lights than a lot of clubs that you've played. It's a real setup. Like it's a real, like to be honest, if if someone was running that as a regular room, you'd be like, you should play the prison. Yeah, you should prison play. Who books that? Yeah. Crime. Yeah, crime. You have to steal one thing. <laughs> yeah. You've got to, you've got to kill to get on the show. Right, yeah. And I mean, um, literally yeah. you have to kill to get on the show. So there's probably, yeah, 40 or 50 people, but once the show started, there was probably, it swelled to about 60, 80, maybe even 100 people, I'm not sure, but quite a lot of people in this, like, jammed in this space having this, you know, really good time. And so really what they were doing, they weren't really doing stand-up. They were doing more theatre sports. Oh, okay, like improv games. Improv games. Yeah. That's what they were really doing. And so they start playing these improv games and so different prisoners and stuff are jumping up and like jumping into the games like you know they're playing a space jump so someone will jump in oh, or they're yeah, playing yeah, or like change the yeah, scene all those sort of things you know different accents or commentaries or all those kind of old school theatre games is, but I go on is there a prison hack? so you know how we joked about the idea of like what they could be joking about and stuff yeah 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 well of course we were completely wrong because oh really? Well, because we're two fucking privileged idiots who've never understood what it's actually like to be in prison. Are you telling me white guys can't empathise? <laughs> with anything, it turns out. Even with even when we were being ironic about that, yeah. while we were pretending to be white guys that can't empathise, we were yeah. genuinely being white guys that, that can't. Yes, that was the level we were operating at. Oh, God. We were speaking through our privilege We're like privilege. the inception of ignorance. Yeah, like, <laughs> like we, we, had, we had invisible there's fedoras There's genuine on. ignorance in our feigned ignorance right. under yeah. the... They're like, oh, comedy ignorance. Our feigned ignorance is the ultimate example of our ignorance. <laughs> <laughs> uh, which is, of course, you can't 
talk about any of those things because they're in prison. So So you can't talk about sex in any way because they're in prison and you're not allowed to talk about sexually charged scenes or sexual environment. You can't talk about violence or drugs because, of course, you're in prison and you're not allowed to be like glorifying violence or drugs. Like literally anything that you would easily go to in an improvised comedies like these guys trigger words but you also can't call them trigger words i have been yeah i have been in like at ucb and seen some of the finest improvisers in the world do shows that are in no way as complicated as this fucking show was because every single topic you would go to for an easy laugh you, you can't to yeah go oh to. god it's yeah it's and if you do it's blocked three of the main exits right and i can't make this sexual i can't make this uh, violent, violent. Or druggy, or druggy. any of those sort of things. I can't swear. Oh, what? You can't swear. Oh, I'm fucked. Right? I, I, I mean, think about it. If you took out swearing, talking about, oh, race, you can't talk about race. Right, so, if, if, let's do this to both of our sets. If I was to take out swearing, uh, race, I'm race. like, I don't do much about race, but. But you can't even talk about, well, I could probably do my Adam Goods bit, but I. <laughs> Anyway, yeah, maybe not even violence. Right? Uh, a lot of that. Take out. I got to take out all my uh, drugs. sex, Can't do drugs. drugs, Can't do drugs. sex, alcohol. Uh, Can't talk about alcohol. I. I think my show is. Hi, thanks all for coming. Probably, Good night. Probably can't say coming. Coming. Oh no! <laughs> oh no! It's too much. And you can't even make that joke in there. You right. would have to say thanks for coming with a straight face. <laughs> That's the worst. You, yeah. You can't even do the, oh. So even when things would, as the nature of them would be, where they would get sexual, you, you would couldn't see, make the wink. You would see the guards just kind of step in with a little, like, that's time to call that topic on, and they would have to move on to a new topic. Oh, God. So you're doing one of the hot, but here's it's the, like It's like doing comedy to a blog writer. Everything's offensive. That's what it was like. Oh, dear. So... But this is the thing. They still managed to be wonderfully entertaining. Every really? Single, every single person. So you're saying they have more talent than us. Oh, uh, mate. Like, well, for, <laughs> I'll tell you something. Because afterwards I spoke to a lot of people and like one-on-one about like why they enjoyed the program or why they were there that day or whatever. And the thing that kept coming up was when we walk in here for like the hour or two that we're in here, we could be anywhere. We don't, we're not in prison, you know, like we could just be anywhere doing this. And yeah, I got that. Like you're under the lights of showbiz and you're just putting on a show. And so the enthusiasm and the, like, and, but there was some genuinely talented people. There was one guy in particular who like could do voices and own the stage. You know, one of those people who just like lights it up every time they get up there. and And, yeah, I mean, it's like, I mean, I think it's something I will end up talking about a lot more in my stand up because there were so many things that happened that day that, like, I would like to kind of explore and talk about when I can think about and, how to talk about And also, about more them. importantly, think of the pun to name the show on. Oh, yeah, that's a good point. So, is there a good prison? Uh, he- pun, uh, held against your will? Oh, against my will? Against my will? Against my will? That's not bad. Against my will? Yeah, there's that. Uh, uh, will. Fully in print now. The Will Shank Redemption. <laughs> no. <laughs> Absolutely not. <laughs> it's a stretch. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't say that. <laughs> uh, redacted. Um, yeah, anyway. So it was it, it, it was a really... I will talk about it more. I will talk yeah. about it more when I have had time to process more. But you will enjoy this one 
uh, moment that I just think that you will uh... so I ended up playing games with them and like getting up on stage and then we did a big Q&A and they asked me a whole bunch of really fun questions and um, it was questions like what well, you, you know any of them or you want to give them away uh, uh, one of my favourites was they asked me just lots of my career and stuff because it turns out because they can they only get like regular TV in there they're quite familiar with my work <laughs> <laughs> right okay so you're and, famous in prison yeah and I literally have a captive audience so oh. <laughs> you are awful so, that, is, that is unforgivable unforgivable will oh un- unforgivable will yeah oh the green m- will <laughs> I feel like for the first time ever I'm beating you in when it comes to puns yeah I mean I'm sure I've got one up my sleeve somewhere but I can't but at the moment it. it's just punishment yeah so um, so uh, they asked me a bunch of questions about my career but my fr- oh so I get in trouble at one stage because I say something that I'm not meant to say because they asked me about growing up on the farm and whether my parents were mad if uh, when I left the farm and didn't become a farmer. Yeah. And I have this joke that I used to do in my set that just like rolled out. You know, and you're just like, oh, I've got something here. So, yeah, just, like, you don't think about where it ends. You yeah, just yeah. go... So I go. I used to have this thing about like how I thought my parents were going to be devastated, but like how when I told them, they were actually really relieved because they were like, "Oh yeah, we like how this is a far- farm, not a meth lab." But oh. of course, I'm not allowed to say meth lab. And when I said meth lab, everyone fucking roared. And then I got the little fucking shake off from the from the guards oh. being like, "Calm it down, Ando. Can't be talking about meth labs." Because uh, some of them will have tips for you and further questions. But uh, my biggest laugh that I got was when. Uh, uh, a guy said to me, "Oh, uh, where are you playing here in Perth? Where are you on? T- where is your show on tonight?" Yeah. And I said, "If you can get out by then, your name's on the door." Give <laughs> 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 like, Bill Miller to give it a crack. Oh, the guards, the guards didn't get involved in that one. Ah, uh, you know what? By then we all winded it up. Yeah. and they trust. were just like, "You fucking try it, can't? Let's see what happens." So, um, last but not least, this is the one I wanted to tell you, which you enjoy. This older guy was there, and one of those guys who's been obviously, I think he'd probably been there for a while, and he had a great attitude. He played some of the games, and he, uh, but also he was. Um, you're just, really sailing prison to me, by the way. When you, <laughs> just, I don't know, you get to go to the gym, you get to learn a trade. I mean, I would get in shape. Games. Like I would, ha- I wouldn't have the obligation to drink. As I say, obligation. The fact that I do it literally the second it's mentioned. I mean, you know, you'd probably be able to find some prison hooch or something in there. You'd still yeah. be. I just, I don't want alcohol that's ever brewed in someone's bathtub or toilet. Shut up, says a man who's taken drugs from strangers. Ah, uh, so. <laughs> Yes, but what? Shut up! Yeah, right. Okay, sure, okay. As long as there was yeah, no, no you are. I will. What's this? Ah, drug. Yeah, yeah all okay. right. Yeah, I'll yeah. give it a go. From a chemist? No. <laughs> no. I well, don't. a I, chemist. No, no, no. I would generally. I will take illegal drugs any day over abusing a like fucking Vicodin and Oxycontin. I, I'm terrified of Vicodin and Oxycontin. I would never. Unless genuinely prescribed by a doctor. I don't understand the people that do those, that abuse, like, the legal drugs. That fucking terrifies me. That's what, that's what kills musicians. Guys who have been doing drugs their entire fucking life. Kings. Prince. Right? I got, like, and, you know, Michael, Keith Ledger. People who, realistically, in this business, fucking take shit loads of drugs. Amy Winehouse. Right? The drugs that kill them are the fucking prescriptions that terrifies me I can't I'd never 
I mean, some might make the argument that it's the prescription drugs combined with the hideous amount oh, of Oh, yeah, drugs sure, with the... your conspiracy theories. <laughs> yeah, all right, all right. The Jews want to Hollywood, do they? When combined with the chemtrails from their chemtrails. planes, yeah. from flying so much. Jeff, your cadmium melts down beams, except that it, it can, and yeah, it, it has can, done on many. There's done, literally yeah. videos of it happening. But what about that plane on 9-11? You've seen that. They blew it up too soon, so... <laughs> oh, there was the... Uh, I when I was fourteen years old, I watched because uh, uh, my birthday is on nine eleven. Right. So I was. Uh, I was so what, you knew. Like, you, you got the email that other day. Yeah, yeah. I was told to get out of the tower. Yeah, get out of the tower. Yeah, like it's your birthday. Don't we, spoil we, your we, birthday. We, we want to ruin it. No, I mean we're not um, terrorists. Yeah. I mean we're terrorists, but we we're are, not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was really hard on my eleventh birthday, just blowing out two burning things. Never mind. Uh, <laughs> one first, and then the one, second one, one a little bit later. Yeah, and then just soon, smashing the other ones. Yeah, um, I watched a bunch of the nine eleven conspiracy videos, and because I was thirteen and or fourteen and an idiot, I was like, oh, and I walked downstairs. I was like, Dad. Do you ever find it weird, like, all this stuff? And my dad, I remember it, just paused the TV, and he never swears, but with his eyes, he very much went, fucking what, cunt? Yeah. And I was like, well, like, 9-11, cause, and he was like, we, and he just I believe, by the way, that's his catchphrase, what, which I enjoyed. Fucking what, cunt? Fucking what, cunt? He should host a quiz show. Yeah. I'd like to see him in charge of Jeopardy. Yeah, Every just, time someone has a bad answer. Yeah. Fucking what, cunt? What? Welcome to fucking what, cunt? Yeah, well, to family fortunes. Uh, something that you wear on your head. Um, um, a pillowcase. Fucking what, cunt? Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm in the KKK. Oh, Come fucking on, what, cunt? <laughs> So I went down and I was like, I believe in the, like, into this. And he went, absolutely fucking not. Dragged me out of the living room, sat me in front of a big whiteboard. And he went, give me every single piece of shit you've just had in your head. And I was like, well, the thing. And he would just, bit by bit, destroyed every single fucking art. He was like, he was like I'm not letting that be an opinion you have in the real world. Like, I would be shit as my son. I would be ashamed if you rationally believed that. I do like your family a lot. Uh, so I've not met them, but I like everything I hear about this them. Year? No. no, for fuck's sake! Well, it's not my fault. It's my fault that the prime minister. It's not my fault the prime minister called the election at the wrong time. Of oh, the year. that is. Oh, you do. Okay. Yeah. Nice. So, uh, so anyway, uh, this guy came up to me. At the oh, end. Yes. You'll enjoy this. Old, this older guy, and he's come up to Jared and I, and he said, uh, "I need to uh, say to you, Jared, that I am also a Christian." And then he just goes, "Look." A Christian drug smuggler. <laughs> Not a Christian. <laughs> and I was like, I like you, sir. Hey, uh, Daniel... Um, what, when should I put this up? Uh, okay, you're going to go to LA, right? I'm probably not going to go up for this Friday night. That's fine. Because that, but um, tell, tell me about other things. What have you got coming up that is not uh, not this Friday night? Uh, if you are in um, Madison, I'm doing comedy uh, on Madison, state. Wisconsin. Yeah, on Madison, state. Wisconsin. I'm doing comedy on state. Genuinely one of my favorite fucking clubs. It is please, brilliant. please come down to that. Come down. Mention I my don't name. Have the dates. I will As in, like, you. I wish Will was here. Uh, Audience uh, members do that too. When you're going to see Daniel, go yeah. see Daniel. We go. And but you know halfway during, during my show, like, just start chanting, "Will, will, will." Please don't. Don't do that. Don't do that. But it would be funny. I mean, it'd be. <laughs> it would be really funny. It, be funny. it would annoy me. Yeah. But two weeks after, I would be furious for a week, and then for the rest of my life, I'd be like, oh, "That was fucking funny, though." Yeah, okay. But don't do it, can't, okay? Okay. Well, so uh, I'll probably do it then. Yeah, one of the dates. Make up your own. Like mind. if you're gonna, don't do it in every show. Like no. if you're a bunch, of you're gonna pick yeah. one day where you do it and do it for two minutes. Minutes, and then and yeah, then, sh- then shave. Let's not ruin it. Yeah, and then let me be yeah. horrible about Jesus. Exactly. Uh, and then San Francisco punchline also doing that. And uh, should there be any 
anyone in Edinburgh that listens to this? Yes, there is. Uh, I've met the, them. The friends. I smoked pot with them in a garden. Yeah. At least two people. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I know there's at least two. Yeah. There may be many more, but there's at least two. And they had pot and we smoked some in the garden. That's the thing I do love about this, uh, genuinely love about this podcast is I just go places and everywhere gig in Australia, places I've gigged in America and uh, the UK, just I heard you on Full Fob. I'm like, oh, this is like bigger than most of the TV shows I do. It has a very loyal, small loyal audience. <laughs> <laughs> they're spread out but, but they are, they're loyal they are lovely they're and all, dedicated they're and good they, eggs they show their face in public yeah. they represent that's what yeah. I like about the, the people well, who listen to this fucking, podcast they was, represent there was 800 of the fuckers in fucking Melbourne yes. who were more than happy to remind me of everything embarrassing my mum's ever said to me. I mean, it's good times. Uh, thank you, Daniel. We should finish up because Justin is probably already in my oh, yeah. living room talking to Amy. So uh, thank you very much for being on the podcast. Good to see you. Let's do this again. Uh, maybe what? LA next time? Yeah, yeah. I mean, LA. You, when do you go back to LA? Uh, uh, we're going. So we're flying out. Well, when people hear this, but uh, we're flying out uh, next Tuesday, the 17th. Oh, when you get back from Spain is when. I yeah, when we get you. back from Spain. Yeah. Oh, sweet. And we can talk about that. Yeah, that'll be cool. All right. So much. Bye.